XM 105, Sirius 206, the Opie and Anthony Channel. The Ron and Fez Show starts right now.
Stuart Barber. Yeah, buddies. It's the Ron Fez Show. Chris Stanley uh, starting the show off with a musical homage, if you will. Bad news on that front, Chris. Very bad news. Uh, you might recognize that song from Where the Wild Things Are. The author of the book the movie was based on Marie Sendak's passed away due to a stroke. Uh, there's a piece up on the uh, iBang today uh, about him, along with some stuff that he did with Colbert. He was a really funny, cranky kind of guy. Great, and I, I remember when the film came out. And the film is just amazing. And one of the cool things about it, Sendak lived long enough to see that he ended up loving uh, the film, had a friendship with Spike Jones, the whole thing. But when the film came out, it's not really for little kids. Neither is the book, if you really think about it. <laughs> the, the whole thing is pretty uh, twisted. And um, they came to him and said, what about the children? He said something like, leave your pissy pants, kids. <laughs> Whatever it was, it was fucking hysterical. <laughs> but he just didn't give a shit. He's great. And never really considered himself a children's author. You know what I mean? Just felt like, this is for whoever wants it. He was an author, man. And the, the thing with the Colbert, he was so fucking like a curmudgeon. Right. And it was hysterical. Well, when, when you books. see the extras for Where the Wild Things Are, they have stuff with him. He's just in his house. He's just being pissy <laughs> with everybody. But it would be great to have that one piece of work that you can more or less retire off of and just go somewhere and just be all pissed off in your own house without worrying about, hey, where am I going to get money for fucking bread? No, wait. I'll just have this ridiculously great book. Oh, yeah. This book will keep bringing in a check every time I turn around. You know, MCA passes away. Worked with Spike Jones. Spike Jones directed Where the Wild Things Are. Marie Sendek passed away. I think Charlie Kaufman better watch his ass. Not only that, but Spike Jones, of course, very good friends with Anthony Cumia, who's been sick with respiratory problems the last couple of days. Oh, no. And those guys went shooting. Uh, just a couple of weeks ago. I don't feel good. Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and Thoughts prayers. prayers. Alright, it is the uh, Ron and Fez show. Uh, by the way, I'm looking up here on the uh, on the iBang Wire thing, and Rorschach writes to Murray Sendak, uh, Good night, sweet prince. Thanks for making me scared as a child. I think everything would have gotten around to making that guy scared. I think he likes being scared. Except big girls, that's what he likes. He does like them big. He likes his biggins. Um, Alright, it is the... Uh, oh, look at... Who's this Katmandu guy? He's never got a fucking decent uh, post. They're always stupid. You know, you, you say to people, go ahead and post, but you want them to put something into it, not just fucking... Anonymous internet poster. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not a thing of, of too soon. Just not funny. Just unfunny. Uh, Dan Albany, you're on the Run of Fest show. Yeah, Ronnie. Major League Baseball drops the hammer on your boy. Cole <coughs> Hamels five games. Well, uh, two things there, of course. Uh, number one with Cole Hamels, um, if you do hit somebody, you're not supposed to talk about it like it's a good thing. <laughs> you're just supposed to say, "Hey, the pitch." Got away from me. The other thing, when you get suspended five games and you're a pitcher, it's not that big a deal. It's, they said he might not even miss a start. Well, he won't. Yeah, he might have like one start go back a day. Um, but it's 
I imagine they're going to have to come up with something better for pitchers because the suspension doesn't work. But it's been really interesting to me to see the people who are totally furious that he did it and then other people that are totally furious that he even got a suspension at all. But quite frankly, the suspension doesn't mean that much. Now, I went back and watched the pitch. He should have got it down a little bit. He should have hit him on the ass, not on the back. You can't hit a guy on the back on the spine. Um, but also, I got news for you. You got to step out of the box. You don't turn your back to the ball. That's fucking ridiculous. Of course, it's coming so goddamn fast. Who knows what you're going to do in that situation. Bryce is young. It's like Bryce. those guys who put their hands up to stop a bullet. You ever see, like, it was, it was defensive. He was shot through the hand and the head. Duh. Now, how did that hand fucking, as a shield, work out for you? Maybe they think the hand meat will slow it down. I guess hand meat can do that. Uh, all right, it's the Ron and Fez Show. Open phones, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, lots of stuff to get into today, including your big story, Hicks, where you are predicting the death of the OWN network. I've become obsessed with this. Mm -hmm. um, it's just been released that OWN network, Oprah's fucking TV network. Which you rarely can find. It's on some, used to be a Discovery Channel. Yeah. I don't know, and then they fucking replaced it with uh, Oprah. It's lost $330 million so far. It is really funny <laughs> in terms of show prep. Everybody gets obsessed with one story that doesn't matter as much. And what only annoys me is when the other people then start to become obsessed with that person's obsession. Um, yeah, we get it, James Cameron. We're going to move on from that now. Uh, the own network stuff, which... I don't, you know, again, if she just would have kept her show, if she would have kept her show, she could have kept feeding that own thing, but she thought she would walk away from it all. This thing's done within a year. Who's lost the big money on this? Discovery. They At least they're part of it. They're part of the people who lost money. Uh, they've dropped $600 million into this thing so far. And it's lost 330 since going live in January, uh, about a year and change ago, a year and a half ago. She's going to have to change up the programming and put some sort of like nutty reality show on there. Some sort of housewives she type had, thing. She had that for herself, if you remember. It was behind the scenes at Oprah when she was still in the air. And that show was doing well. Um, but I don't, you know, the thing of, hey, we'll just throw a nutty deal up there that's easier said than done you know there's a lot of stations that do that but only bravo seems to that guy seems to know which ones really matter his casting people dominate finding the real psychos i mean i think that you could just about follow anybody and let them yell at each other and shit and it would be entertaining but that doesn't mean that people are going to show up for it and it all stinks you know what i mean like it's the same thing every yeah and I, I think it stinks, but I do watch million-dollar listings on Bravo. <laughs> Only the New York one, though. I never watched the uh, Bev Hills uh, Delio. I think I've seen like an international one like that, where people just go around like London. I only care about New York apartments. The rest of them, I'm like, fuck, I could live in that apartment right there. What is that? <laughs> 38 mil. All right, let me jot it down. How many baths in there? Oh, they want cash up front. Okay. These fuckers all pay cash up front. I understand. Ugh, that's... And the other part of it, Fez, is I don't know. She might be out of time before she could try to come up with something new and nutty. You know, the, they rode uh, the Rosie thing down, and apparently that um, 
Yeah, they're saying that they have to revamp. They have to have a major revamp of all of her shit, and she's got to fucking start be getting her face on that channel more because that's the only thing people care about is Oprah fucking shows. But why doesn't she want to do it? Because what if it doesn't work out? Ugh. Now where does she go? You know, it really may have more of a deal to do with uh, just the fact of no, I'm not going to fuck myself up. <laughs> I can't. I I I could go back to network one day, but that whole deal will be screwed up. If suddenly I go in there and I pull a zero point three, oh, um, you fucked up. You uh, look over here, and by the way, Carter was the one who got mad at you that time. Yeah, and we haven't talked to him since. Carter was furious with one of yours, like, "How dare you, sir? How dare you attack Oprah? She made a bold move, and this thing's gonna work out." No, and Carter. he's went underground with us since then. See you later, Carter. I know you're not fucking popping your mouth off anymore. <laughs> That's kind of, huh? Come on. He doesn't. He didn't say he wanted to be in a long conversation about it. <laughs> She's done. She's old fucking news. Old media, Ron. Yeah, I guess. I'm all about new fucking media. Um, let's go over to, to uh, Keith in Houston. You're manifest. Hey, buddy. Yeah. Hey, that network is now playing like reruns of Cover Boss and you know just all this basic fill-in shit. Oof. I mean, you can really tell. I, I gotta agree with Pepper Tits that... I can't find it, though. Going. In her defense, I don't know where the... I know it's on my fucking TV somewhere, but it's somewhere past the Spanish channels, I think. <laughs> Univision, eh? Yes. You gotta get way deep into that shit. <laughs> uh, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Eric, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, good morning, everybody. Everybody yeah. sounds great. Um, I got. Uh, I know we haven't really pointed at specific ladies here recently to bring down Kate Upton, but I may have one. Um, was watching uh, watching some hockey, and a GoDaddy commercial came on, and it was the um, you know Danica Patrick and that brute bitch, whatever her name is, Jillian, whatever. Uh, they were doing like a body painting thing, and there was some girl you just saw her body parts every so often, and but this just beautiful face, and I did a. A Google search on this girl named Natalia Velez, and Google Images brings up, apparently she's like the only uh, lingerie model for this one company. She's Colombian. Every Google image is like the pages out of this um, lingerie catalog, but this girl, she was a, she's a little done up on these images, but on that GoDaddy commercial, you mm -hmm. can find it on their site. It's GoDaddy body paint episode or commercial. All right, Just Natalie Blaise, her name is. All right, we're going to look into her, buddy. Uh, maybe we can finally, you know, have somebody take on the Kate Upton. Because um, she just dominates. Especially with that cat dancing, fucking cat daddy dancing video with fucking Terry Richardson. Jesus. Yeah, I know. I know, buddy. Hey, John, you're on running fast. <laughs> Yeah, hey, buddy. Sorry for the echo. Listen, what does this do for our pal Eric Logan, media giant? What What's going to happen to his reputation? Well, first of all, the beauty of Eric Logan is he can ride any fucking thing down to the ground. Um, Eric is always known when it's time to jump, when to ride that thing down, when to suck every little best, best piece of it out, and then when to make the leap. Peace. And uh, he'll do okay for himself. Yeah. And then we'll be on to something else that will have a good year or two run, and everybody will start and talk about it, and he'll jump. That's the beauty of it. That's how a suit works. 
866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. It is the Ron Fez Show. Uh, Hicks, I'm going to call you out on this one. Okay. Uh, the Ravers OD some dolphins. Oh, no. Uh, apparently, they gave dolphins at some rave a what they call like a heroin-like substance. I'm very curious about what this opiate is. <sighs> Oxys? Or they no. say it was just oxys. It was oxys. Yeah, right? well, they would just say it was oxys. It might have been like an e pill, like that's a really downy, dopey e pill. That could that's be probably true. It's just more of like the lab don't know exactly where to place it. <laughs> but apparently, and I never knew this before, and it's good fucking news for everybody to know about this. If you got any pets. Dolphins cannot handle opiates. Oh, poor dolphins. You don't want to be a dolphin with the knots. If they get the knots in the water, they're not going to get their blowhole out to fucking breathe. Now, speaking of which, uh, whatever, Jennifer, is she just Jenny now? Is that what she calls herself? Just Jenny, I think. I want to get this down because I know she wants to be famous. She sent me a fucking clip of her with the nods yesterday. Like, she had to do morphine for something. And I'm like... Why would you do that? I, I, and I'm like, I'm up all night. I'm pacing back and forth, thinking, should I go to a meeting? Or should I check in with some of those buddies I haven't talked to in a no, long don't, time? No, don't check in. That's, but she's like, hey, isn't this funny? This is why I can't do drugs. And I'm like, yeah. Malicious. Looks so fucking comfortable. And she's even in, in it going like this. Yeah, this is pretty nice. Why would she do that? I don't know, but it had me up and fucking scratching up myself. Uh, But I do want her to get to be famous. It's the most important thing in the world to have everybody know who you are. Doesn't matter if they like you or dislike you, just as long as they know who you are. I hope that they're chasing her limo down the street someday and just sticking fucking cameras up to the one screaming at her. Taking pictures of her kids and whatnot, just yes. like paparazzi all over the place. You know, it's the morphine girl. Well, I'm, I want to be you know more popular for stuff other than the morphine. I want the morphine to play into it, <laughs> but she does have to get famous because if you're not famous, it's like you're not even alive. Oh God, you're just a fucking specter. And if something happens and there's not a camera there, did it happen? It ain't on my Facebook feed, so I don't give a fuck. I like that angle, man. That should be your new tattoo, dude. Should it just get across my back? No one's going to see it on your back. You got to get it on your forehead like that god chick did last week. Or the bum fights. Fucking homeless guy. Oh, that's see. That guy. (laughs) That was the end of bum fights. Sound like you never heard shit about it after that. Sometimes you go just a little too far. Boy, those guys got fucking railroaded straight to fucking hell. Um... Well, here's the thing, Chris. You don't know where the line is until you cross it. <laughs> but then once you do, everybody's pissed off at you. Yeah, those guys got fucking killed. For crossing an invisible line. I mean, they were throwing crack rocks in the pools and having crackheads jump into them. Um, I sent you that thing that she sent me, so you could take uh, a gander at it. Okay. Uh, Eric, you're on the run of Fez show. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I, uh, I, you know, it's really sad about the Oprah's network, but really it's a, it's a sign of the times with internet TV and everything being so cheap through that. 
you know, cable subscription stuff like that, it's 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 archaic. You know, and it's kind of sad that people still cling on to that kind of stuff. It, well, but you know, the thing is that you can't really make money right now with an internet TV thing either. So the whole thing is, what do you cling on to? Who did I see was going to like Netflix is already putting out stuff. Hulu is also Hulu is, is going to put out stuff. Is going to yeah. Uh, Amazon is going to put out something. We can make its own sitcoms. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you're probably going to go like, I saw a great show last night on BuzzFeed. It was so funny. It was hysterical. But it's the problem is no one's really making that big internet money either, you know, other than if you do the social networking shit. Yeah, it's still all up in the air. Like, you got to sell a website to make any money, it seems. And then who knows if that fucking website's... Uh, it's, it's all very strange right now. Um... Why don't you play that thing for me? Okay, here we go. This is what she sends. The idea of drugs is a smart one because they're, um, back asleep. It's nice, that drug thing. It's not bad. No, it is bad. That's why people do them. It's fucking great. It's fucking great. I'm actually disagreeing with this video. Um, I've had those procedures, she said. You come right out of it. There was no... I didn't have any nods. She had... I don't know what she had, though. I thought that she was on some kind of opiates. Uh, she looked so you think she's just faking it? I think she's putting on an act. Oh, if I got... So I got really fucking punked, huh? Maybe those dolphins weren't even high. Maybe everything's a lie. No, I, I mean so. you go right out and then you just wake up like you've had a really long sleep. I didn't have any of the. Uh, uh, well, like, you don't know what she got. Well, I'm just, what did you get? You just got the. I got the endoscopy and the colonoscopy. No, what drug oh. did you get? Uh, I, it was an IV. I, That's so, not a drug. Like That's a fucking thing. Yeah, what was in there? It could have been different things that they used. Um, it depends. She might have said, I'm also there because I'm anxious and got drugs. Here's a volume. Chill out. Fuck yeah. <laughs> um, by the way, that painter the other day, Chris, that died, the, I paint silly fucking light Oh, yeah, the, the light painting guy. Yeah. I don't know what his fucking name is. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just guess and say that was... Harvey Two-Tone. Anyway, Harvey Two-Tone. Thomas Kincaid. What was his name? Thomas Kincaid. So fucking weird how close I came. <laughs> uh, but basically, died having cocktails and a Valium. And I uh, tell you time and time again, I've heard it from so many fucking shrinks. Do not mix. I know, I've known. And, and you think of Valium as pussy, right? Uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's something... It's the number one OD thing, I think, when you're mixing it with alcohol. That's fucking scary. Fucks with the breathing somehow. Shuts oh. your shit down. Usually it's a lot of Xanax or the Clonopins and the alcohol. Yeah, you just gotta be careful with it. Oh, boy. Um, That's fucking shitty. Gary, you're on the Run of show. Uh, yeah, I think what Jenny needs to do, she needs to low-hand it up a bit if she wants to get famous. You know, smack a reporter or be drunk in public or, or get out of a limousine with no panties on. 
Well, all that stuff is easier to do once you're already on top. You know what I mean? Yeah, you need she's got to the, get on top. You got to get the name first to, be, to get the people following, and then you do the fuck ups. And like, oh my god, guess who fucked up? What about bad stuff about the Stewart family? She just writes a book called Bad Stuff About the Stewarts. There you go. Do it. Come on, play that card. She does look like she's got someone good for the Unmasked show, though, right? Possibly. What do you mean, possibly? I sent you the thing. The guy already emailed me and says he wants to do it. I didn't. I didn't get it. Did I respond to it? I sent it when I sent it back to you, to him. I also sent it to you. I'll check this in. I'll send it to you after the show. Let's, let's not use doing the show to be your accounting time. <laughs> um, I'll show you who the person is, though. Okay. Because he actually already emailed me. Oh, that's interesting. Oh shit! That doesn't you don't remember that at all? I, I don't. I don't. Maybe it was maybe my email. My email's been fucking getting weird the last fucking week or two. Well, I'm gonna need something else though. I know it's not good. I really it makes me very nervous. Should I send? I'll have to send it to Fez as a backup. Because <sighs> you no longer can be trusted. I can be trusted. I'd search that to see if it's even in your thing. Uh, Blake, you're in Hey, Ronnie. Um, I just want to know if you heard about, uh, maybe a week or two ago, TV Guide Awards gave the Suck Award, ranked him number one t to get a spinoff show. Yeah, and he's also doing something else. He's back in the news. We didn't invite him back because we were going to do that crazy fucking DMT show, but we've just been too busy to do it. Uh, Suck Lord is a lot of fun. Love he really him, is. Love yeah, him. I hope he gets it. Uh, and I love that stupid, uh, that's kind of a reality show. I mean, it's a vote-off show, the art show, because it never makes any sense. <laughs> and I always laugh at it. Um, Walker in Louisiana, you're on Fez. Hey, Ronnie B. Appreciate you taking my call. Need some uh, need some words of wisdom. Uh, fifth day sober. Uh, I live in a small town on a whole lot of support group. There's, a, there's an AA number that advertises in the paper. I called it yesterday. At a moment of weakness, and of course it just rang and rang and rang, no answer. Uh, so not a whole lot of support, but uh, you know, didn't hit a rock bottom or anything. Just tired, was tired of waking up, feeling like shit after drinking all night. Um, so no rock bottom or anything. Kind of stopped for a couple of days, thinking, uh, you know, I wouldn't do it anymore, or if I would, I'd just be social. But then I realized I, I'm not the social drinker guy. I'm the I'm the all in. Mm. Uh, so. Anyway, uh, now the way I look at it, I think if I take a, a social drink, that's, that'll be starting back at day zero again. And five days into it, I kind of don't want to do that. I want to know, am I over the hump or am I getting close? Or no, you ever get over the I'm hump? still not over the hump, brother. <laughs> I don't know what there is. That's why they have those kind of groups. Why don't you email me at ronandfez at AOL.com? I'll do it, Ronnie B. All right, thanks, my friend. Thank Peace. Bye-bye. I mean, I did feel like I was over the hump until yesterday when I got that great nod fucking thing, oh, no. which Fez is now telling me he doesn't even believe it's real. Wow, just fucking making things up. Uh, uh, so fucked up. Give me some more downs. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. <laughs> Can I get downer? That's a good fucking point. I didn't even think of that. Um... <laughs> 
We have the video up for the Beastie Boys Lost Performance, but I believe that's been pulled very quickly off the Internet by CBS. CBS, we're keeping this forever for ourselves. No one can see this. No one gets to see it. From that. Apparently they've uh, chased down a couple of them. Uh, the campaign. They are not doing a trailer, but they have run some campaign ads. Uh, we've put it up. It's Will Farrell and Zach Galifianakis. Just let us know right now where the voting is on this. If you were to vote right now, Zach is leading fifty-three percent to Will Ferrell's forty-six. That's a shocker. That, that is, is a shocker. Fucking scary for Will. If you were doing your comedy voting right now, who would you vote for? I love Zach, but I got to give it to Will because vote. Uh, I've seen the trailer. And I like uh, Cam. I like his fucking shit. Um, Fez, who would you vote for? Uh, Zach Galifianakis. Whoa. How come? Uh, based on these ads. No, but forget the... I'm not saying they're actually running for an election. I'm saying it's a comedic thing. Fuck. Who are you voting for? Then we're not going to... This is a movie, by the way. Now, if you take a look at this, does it also look like Bush is running against Zach's brother? Yeah, from the fucking uh, <laughs> Between Two Ferns shit. I, I was happy that guy came back, and that's the character. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care much for him. That sounds exactly like Gary Spivey, uh, who is... Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen him, but he's kind of a spray, silver spray-painted um, psychic. I saw and the he commercial be like, Fez was in. <laughs> yeah. And he kind of looks even the same now. I think he lives out in B-Hills or something, just fucking marking out old ladies, but there's got to be a reason that you're getting called right now. That's real hair, too, dude. No. Yeah. That's not a fucking wig. That's real hair, spray painted. I don't even see how hair can grow like that. It's kind of an afro, I guess, like a white boy's afro, but then he... I don't know how he got it so round, though. It's fucking amazing. But I don't know how he sleeps in that. He's got, like, fucking some sort of apparatus where he's just standing up sleeping. Like. Maybe he just, like, somebody with a broken neck where it's just, like, their chin. There's something <laughs> oh, underneath their chin. Um, all right, it is the Ron and Fez show. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. You've got uh, something up on the uh, IB Wire today, Hicks. With a guy chugging tequila. Is that real or fake? I think it's real. Because he cracks the thing open on camera. You hear the fucking snaps of the top of the cap. And he... No, he's dressed in a mask for some reason. I don't know. This guy's like a weirdo. It's like a luchador gimmick that he's doing, I guess, because he's drinking a Mexican drink. Yeah, because right here he's cracking the fucking top of the goddamn bottle. There you go. That's that's the sound of a liquor bottle opening, if I've ever heard one. Fuck Spanish! You asked for it, you got it. One bottle of Jose Cuervo's finest tequila, a pinch of salt, and a lime. You're not getting a right. Just hit it, dude. Just drink the shit. <laughs> Here we go. Now, this is another way you can die, right? Just taking I'll this kind of alcohol and yeah. fast. Yeah, you'll fucking get killed. And then he just chugs an entire bottle of fucking Jose Cuervo. Which kind of makes me want to vomit. I'm sure he did as soon as this thing was over. He seems to hold down for at least 20 seconds. 
You hate tequila? Yeah, I don't, I'm not a fucking fan, man. I mean, I'll drink it if I, you know, if there's nothing else. But did uh, you drink it in Mexico? Both time you done there? Some, yeah, I had, yeah, I had some tequila, but I was just sticking beer and like whiskey if I could find it. Oh. Despedidos. I don't know what that guy's talking about. He, yeah, you know, twenty seconds there, dude. That might have been five seconds. <laughs> yeah, he didn't look fucking healthy there. Um, so, what makes you think he can't fake the fucking crack, though? How are you gonna fucking put a? There can't be like a reseal or something like that. I never. I don't. I don't. Wouldn't think so. I seen a guy chug a bottle of vodka on the internet. That seemed real. Everything seems real to you on the internet. You the other day you were fucking showing me Merle Streep's double penetration pictures. I don't believe them either. Um, Dude, her face was on the body. Called Photoshop. What? You know it. I know it. We all fucking know this. You believe everything that's cast in front of you, Hicks. Everything. I hope this guy's okay. Because that's a lot of tequila to intake in such a small amount of time. Yeah, I guess it is a lot of fucking tequila to take. <laughs> what kind of sick asshole drinks tequila on the rag? Uh, Josh, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, Ronnie, I wanted to know if Fez even knew what the nods were. I mean, he gets anxiety and stuff walking to his job that he's had for over 20 years. I mean... He never knows when he's messed up. He never knows when he's normal. Is he just bashing a woman? I don't know. Yeah, but see, here's the thing. Why you got to call and pick on him? He's just fucking sitting here uh, watching the show. He wasn't fucking bothering anybody. Why you got to fucking pick on him out of nowhere? He's not having a good day, but he's not having a bad day. Why can't you let the fucker be? What's your problem, dude? Now he's look at him, Chris. He's all anxious over there. Oh, he's holding on to the fucking table. Get now he's letting table. go of it. Now he's like, oops, they're looking. I'm going to put a fist there. He's got a green card in his fucking top pocket. I don't even know what that's for. That's got everybody fucking whispering. He's like, looking back and forth, wondering when he's going to jump the fuck in. What's on now card? figured out it's probably too late. So he's going to just fucking hold back. I just that. know how I felt during those same procedures. Kyle, you're on the run of Fez show. Good, good, honest answer, Fez. They can never fucking fault you for honesty. Hey, buddy. Uh, there's a guy online that Make it explode. Uh, he, he pulls a uh, bottle of vodka out and he unseals it. He shows you unseal it and then he chugs it. And he also does a bunch of other different things like bubble bath and all kinds of other crazy shit. The guy's an animal. Uh, a freak show. Let's go over to Dave in Cleveland. You're on the run of Fez. Hey there. Yeah. Hey, so I think I know how they do it. All you need to do is have another bottle off camera and just turn it at the same time. You hear that crack? Pat and tell her that shit. Create oh, an illusion. no. Pat and tell her the whole goddamn thing. No. Absolutely. No. Absolutely. You ever think that Pat and Teller get the full fucking respect for the way they changed their fucking art form? <sighs> I don't even know if people remember the way magicians used to act. Before Penn and Teller, when they had those fucking capes and fucking top hats and shit. I mean, magic was so unfucking interesting. They For came a long out time. Mid 80s, right? When they, when they blew up early 80s? Uh, early to mid 80s, okay. And yeah, everything's become now illusionists or whatever. Were they before Copperfield? No. No, not before he was famous. But Copperfield does that, you know, to me, I don't want to say pussy, but just, I'm not saying that the tricks are bad, I'm saying the presentation is like, you know, oh, God. (laughs) And then before that, there was that fucking buck teeth guy with the long hair, looked like the flute player, and he was like, 
look into the world of illusion and right. you know just the whole presentation as a person you didn't feel connected to it and then Penn and Teller brought that corny angle which and, is just amazing blew everyone away right I mean yeah and then I, I think and some people would probably get mad at me for saying this the next person to really bump it up enough was David Blaine and not for the stunts but when he did street magic, the TV specials, right? Like yeah, hour-long things of like going up to Harlem and making black people fucking run down the street and go into South America. That was brilliant because you kind of took it off the thing because everyone kind of hated magic, but everybody loved the card trick. Yeah, and he was just doing, he was going to random people on the street with a camera and say, "Here, we'll fucking you know pick a card, whatever." I learned one lame card trick when I was a little kid, <laughs> like an uncle taught me. And I fucking ran that thing for fucking years. Decades, probably. <laughs> Decades of every party, like, all right, well, here's it is. Here's the trick. Right. Watch this. Watch what I'm doing so you know oh. I'm not fucking cheating anybody. All right. This is magical. Um, let's go over to uh, Rob in New York. You're on a Fez. Yeah, I wonder if uh, Fez had a crush on Handsome Johnny, and now that he's gone, he's all depressed. That's nobody's like, business right now, whether oh, that's on. new Rory or not doesn't fucking matter the important thing is that everybody's fucking friends uh roger you're on the run of fish show hey ronnie i only watched this video for a quick second last night but didn't when he opened that bottle didn't he set it on a table does it go off camera for about two or three seconds maybe where it could have been switched out all right let's see Matt, let's watch it there's the crack there he's cracking it open there. No, it stays on... Well, there could be. You'd have to be pretty... You'd have to be working with another guy. It was but four yes, seconds it was off camera. For yeah, me. I mean, you'd have to have a guy laying down under. Not a bad fucking move. I think there's too much... Uh, too many possibilities for it to be a work than there is for it to be legitimate. Thank you very much. Uh, write to this guy on his YouTube channel and tell him he is not believed. All right. And tell them that England uh, lost two different wars to the United States. They would have lost one to Germany, but USA came in like we do off the top rope. Boom. Hitler's heading through the barbershop fucking window. <laughs> then America, barbershop window. <laughs> Just put barbershop in off Hitler. That fucker will know. Tell the fucking British Bulldog the way we fucking roll over here. Barbershop, Hitler, window. <laughs> Fuck you, British Bulldog. What was it? What was his pet dog's name? Matilda. Matilda. But fucking this ain't. I ain't Matilda. I so ain't. I'm gonna fucking. I'm gonna. I'm gonna fucking not just fall for everything you do. I'm gonna fall for everything you do. Alright, we found another clip for the Beastie Boys. That's up there. So fuck you, CBS. Go to hell. Well, I don't mean that in a real way, though. I'm just saying the internet's saying that to you. I'm not. I don't want to be sued by a giant fucking corporation. <laughs> uh, Pirate Trucker, you're on my face. Uh, Ronnie, that buck-tooth uh, magician was Doug Henning. Thank and he you. made dicks disappear, too. All right, see, that's a good fucking joke that he did there, because the guy was obviously uh, a closet homosexual. And see what he did there? Dick disappeared. Wow, dick is gone. Fez, do you like homosexuals in the closet or out of the closet? Out of the closet. I think it's much funnier when, like, when Liberace's gimmick of this is my driver. <laughs> there was nothing fucking better than that. 
Made sense though. Or I like the uh, the kind of guy, and they used to do this old school uh, with Paul Lynn, the Center Square, where he was in the closet yet did nothing but gay jokes, <laughs> and that's actually how the gay Fez fe- uh, character used to be. He was in the closet. Of course, this is when Fez was straight. Throw up your own air quotes wherever you want to. Okay. Straight air quotes. Uh, but then you still do all these gay remarks. Then when he came out of the closet, the voice disappeared, as did the jokes. But we did get something we've never had before in the radio. Honesty. We pulled the fucking curtain back. Sure. Yeah. And let you take a look at it. Well, there was also the... Pop other- it, lock it, let that shit explode. Blow it up. Uh, all right, hold on. Hard Rock Johnny is calling this fucker out. Johnny, what's the story? I'm just saying Carney. He's straight up, and we're all the rubes who believe it. I can't imagine anyone... that that Drinking that stuff's crazy. And it's also... I don't know if you saw... Owen, I've been playing that, that video of the guy with the cloud changing the cloud bursting thing that he's doing. I think the guy's just looking at different clouds and they change things and then he overdubs his voice onto the thing saying, I want to change this cloud into a square and then he just talks stupid so he gets videos out on the net. I think they're both I think they're both carnies. Well, you don't think somebody can change clouds with their minds? <laughs> you honestly don't believe that. Seriously, Johnny? You really have such little faith. <laughs> you fucking seen scanners? I think that they... I, I, I really... I tried it once, and it didn't work. I've and tried I, it. I made clouds evaporate when I was a little kid. Really? So I'd just be going like, go, go, evaporate, evaporate, and it would be going. That's like Cloud X. That's like... I think you watched Men Who Stare at Goats one too many times. Um, I think you... You can do it. Funny. You can make a cloud... Uh, explode! I also made a cat explode one time when it <laughs> walked in front of me. Oh my god! When I was trying to cloud burst, end up cat bursting. Ooh, that, that must have been messy. At least the cloud just goes away into the atmosphere. The cat gets or everywhere. does it? Where does the poop go, Johnny? No one ever brings that up. <laughs> no one liked Envy, huh? No one thought that was a good movie. Didn't huh? Didn't see it. Who are you? Pepper I thought Pierce. you were the biggest Jack Black fan in the whole world. I like Jack Black. Remember that? The, kind of know that. That would be kind of a cool thing to be able to really invent that thing with that spray. Sure, it would be. It'd be good to fucking invent anything. I'm trying to come up. I tried to come up with smoke pants. Ah, no fucking love, good. I'd love to get famous smoke pants and just hang them up here. Someone wear them, throw them on stage, and then put them up in a little box here. Is there any possible way that we would ever put up whatever Jennifer's pants? <laughs> because she's trying so hard to be famous. She wants it more than anything in the whole world. Put them in my office. Okay, that's a start. And that way she can say they're up in the hard rock, just not where people can see them. Well, people come in my office. Yeah, I know, but in your office you got all the panties and bras up. (laughs) I like you say, your conquest. That's right, Johnny. Yeah, yeah, and I get more like real celebrities come and hang out in my office sometimes. Give me the biggest celebrity that ever did fucking rails in your office. (laughs) (laughs) I can't give that information, but I can tell you that a guy that you interviewed recently was did a... uh, he may have even gotten changed in my office and then locked my keys in my office, which was even worse. Really? Hmm. Oh, yeah. And he's actually doing another show here soon, which I'll call you about because I don't want to give the message to Pepper because it'll get lost again. Jesus Christ, it was one time. One time is all that fucking matters to me. Did you ever find that other thing? No, it's not there. I don't know what the See? fuck's happening. See all right. 
I'll maybe, and I'll give you a little. It's going to be a good show too. It looks like we have Alejandro Escobedo. CC me on it. Just see if it no, works. no, you're no. out, buddy. No, you're fucking on. out, no, dude. Just to throw a CC on there. No BCC. Carbon copy. Carbon copy. CC no. writer. <laughs> None of that. You'll get nothing. Come on, dude. No, because if if I CC you somehow, you'll get it lost, and Ronnie won't even say it's it. true. But see, it'll be just be a CC just to see if things are working again. That's all, Johnny. <laughs> no, I'm going to email you right now. Look, nope. you'll fucking check that shit out. Nope. Don't even look, Johnny. Nope. Just delete. Uh, delete. <laughs> Immediately no. delete. Hey, Johnny. Sam. Don't forget to CC. <laughs> why, why do you hate being out, Chris? You're just out. That's all. That doesn't feel don't good. Don't make a big deal about it. Don't forget to CC. <laughs> Love the pants. <laughs> spam. Uh, they, it's not spam. It. It's from a real fucking email address. Something uh, about you just ain't working out anymore. Like. <laughs> Come on. I'm on top of it all. I liked him better when he was a half horse, half man. No, I was never a half horse, half man. I think that was a better. I think that was a better. Uh, You're a Gmail still? Yes, I'm a Gmail. Here, I went back and found this. Okay. And I uh, sent it to both you and what I'm now calling the Mark. (laughs) I'm going to resend it to you, Chris. Okay, thank you. So you you can relose it. No, I'm going to cherish. Last night, I'm hearing from people that you didn't get back to in time. This uh, thing, they'd take a days off. Days off? Yeah, they took a day off so they could come and Oh, yeah, see yeah. The, no, they're contacted. I told every, last night and this morning, everyone's contacted. Yesterday, I announced that's when everyone's getting contacted. All right. But all the people that probably fucking got fucked over by Chris, feel free to <laughs> fucking contact me. I did, get, I did get the email, and I just replied back, so you can okay, read cool. exactly what I say. All right, good. Uh, let's see what he has all to right, say. Well, I got that email. I'm going to star that so that it's fucking going to stay in a special place. <laughs> that, that's going to be a special email, too. Uh, did you get my email? I got your email. Wait now, did you see... That mine was the, the Gmail. Yeah, it was sent to you before. Yes, correct. I, I got, yeah, you can I don't see. Know where it is. There's the fucking paper trail. Yes. I'll tell you where it is. Where it's in whatever alcoholic fucking part of your brain <laughs> that blackout lives in. I searched the name. It's only it's two things come up. The one you just sent me. <laughs> this might be a personal load for you. This might be you bottoming out, and then you can go to a meeting. Your first meeting, me yeah. like this. And then I lost an email, <laughs> and it was the final straw. And everyone's like, I don't know. You could probably drink for a little while more. Really? Well, I got to yeah, go then. Just an email. Take it easy, everybody. <laughs> I ran over two kids in my truck, and I got <laughs> to hear you talk about an email. I'm going to take some of this coffee with me. Okay. <laughs> Uh, there will be no... Oh, come on, Johnny. I'm going to fucking no. reply to you then. There's no CCing allowed. This is just between Ronnie and me. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a You're out, buddy. Head. Don't make a big deal about it, Chris. You're out. It's no, one of those no, things that No, happens. I'm fucking wearing my way back in. Fuck that. I'm going to CC Fez. Okay. You can and see that Fez don't even care. Fez hasn't been CC'd <laughs> in fucking years. I'd almost rather CC Hands Bananas than... Oh, what the fuck? Fez oh, is doing the thing... And he even pulled one last night that's always a classic of, when mom asks me to help with the dishes, I break a couple plates until she sends me in the other room. <laughs> Pop it, lock it, let it explode. Uh, he, never really, he always leaves me hanging with that, though. Uh, and it's always the smartest fucking move. Like, oh, I'm definitely going to get to that. Oh, you didn't like the way I did it? Mm. I just fucking threw it on the ground, so I thought it was clean. Oh, no. Oh, I got another email from Chris Stanley. 
Yeah, see, everything's fucking working now. Well, Always has been working. So, the only thing that has been working is you, Chris. Oh, what the fuck? Here's another one back for you. Isn't this showing you that everything's fucking work? Oh, I'm getting fucked. By, by the oh, way, this person that, that he ignored that I said, well, great, my producer, Chris, huge movie producer, huge yes. director, biggest movies, comedies the last several years, and there's Chris Stanley. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not saying fuck you to these people. He said fuck you to you and me in one email. What right? the yeah, fuck? Then it'll be like and this. To, and to little Steven, to be honest. Uh, yeah, it has. It was a lost guy and, in email. And by that, you've done it to the entire E Street band. Right. All of them now? Yeah, Even Bruce? Bruce? Yes. Yeah, including Bruce. That might be a fireable offense around here. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. And they'll fucking yeah, like, sue me and bankrupt me. You also, people are mad at you for not wearing the Bruce t-shirt the day after the concert. <laughs> What's with him? He's like a dick. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, too hip for the room doesn't want to wear his Bruce shirt. Jesus, you know this tour's going to be great. Did you I, get my last email now? I left this little sign on there. I don't even know what... Uh, whatever. You don't even know what a fucking email is right now. I, I'm, I'm emailing back and forth. You're in over your head, Chris. I'm fucking right where my head should be. It's, it's no CC for you. C. CC, Chris. <laughs> no CC. CC right, just stands for cunny cunt. <laughs> How about a blind CC? How about that? No, no BCC. <laughs> oh, come on, come on, man! BCCs are even worse because then you then you it's know sneaky blind CC. Oh, that's what I always do when I have anything. I'm telling you, I also send that uh, on down the fucking hall. So why? Some kids we want to fire you one day. We've got plenty of reasons. Oh, what? The right fuck? now everything's going great. So believe me, you're safe. <laughs> Jesus, I gotta watch my emails. <laughs> um, I love this story. It's up on the wire called There Goes My Hero. This Jersey guy, couple construction workers, uh, one of them falls into a tank of acid oh. from 40 feet above. He's unconscious. The other guy dives into the acid to save him. That guy is the fucking man. That's yeah, fucking so amazing. That was I heard that this morning. I was like, I had to listen to it again. Like the guy actually dove into the acid. Yeah, it's amazing. That would be. I don't know if I would do that. <sighs> no, I know you wouldn't do that, Johnny. That doesn't even. I would do it for you, maybe, Ronnie. Wouldn't that be fucking great, Hicks? Would you? I would, but I'd probably die with you because I can't swim in liquids. Probably <laughs> so the acid probably wouldn't be very conducive to me. I didn't helping. even know that. But I do it. I just whatever. Fuck it. All right, I see Liz Sets Fire has wrote this. Poor Ronnie's left to drown every day. Oh. <laughs> She's so good. That she is good. She's the best. <laughs> Hicks actually just said this. <laughs> I can't swim in liquids. In li I, I kind of let it go. I was trying to figure out what oh, else. Thanks, Johnny. <laughs> but if it was corn... <laughs> Well, yeah, there's a little more substance there. I'll dive into a silo to help you, boss. <laughs> a lot of grain in there. You're going to take swim lessons this year. <laughs> I, I'm worried you're going to drown. I'm fine. I don't go near the water too, all too often. I'll tell you this. I always wanted to make a heroic move. I've always wanted to catch a baby being thrown out of a fucking building. I constantly just hope for it. In my neighborhood yesterday, I'm heading back. Cops everywhere. So... Right near my house, cops come in. 
a fucking kid, 22 years old, has a knife up to his... Uh, and I'm just telling you what I heard at the coffee shop. So I don't know if this is 100% true. So he's got a knife up to his mom. The cops fucking uh, blast him. And I think hit the mom while they were doing it. Hit the fucking... Shoot the hostage. hostage. <laughs> it was speed. It was fucking speed. But I'm cruising right through it. A lot of cops around here. Yeah, a lot of cops. I just sent Chris a picture of him swimming. I just found. Let's him. see. Let's see that picture. That's a horse. Oh, that you do look good from underwater. Great. Yeah. I can't see your face in that picture. Well, it's because it's a horse. It's not me. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm positive. It's a good idea to use your tail as a rudder. <laughs> this is true. Left, right, perfect. I'm going to send fucking Johnny Sunder Jack off, too. <laughs> what is it? You'll see. What I say? You going to CC me? Hey, I'm at work. I got to be <laughs> Yeah, it's not Ronnie safe to work. Knows about it. No, no, you, you're safe to work to Jack, too. Oh, don't, don't worry. Care. Don't worry. Don't worry, <laughs> Daddy. I do all kinds of stuff here. Don't worry. Oh, I'm a CC. I'm a CC Rod. Hold on. <laughs> I don't want your fucking dirty CC. <laughs> all right, you're, you're going to be blind CC'd. Don't worry. All right, here we go. Got you a nice link there, Johnny. Oh, good. <laughs> Can't wait. CC's going around blind. See, we're all having a fucking good email fucking time. See, it's all trustworthy. Everyone's getting everything we're sending. We're having an email party. This is Look, fun. the rest of us did. It's you. <laughs> I know, but I'm proving that this fucking thing's working. It's you're the, running. You're the one who just shit on a Hollywood legend. <sighs> I'm not shitting on anyone. And you had Ronnie miss a great night of music and talking with some amazing songs. And I feel bad about that. Uh, here's uh, Lewis in Manhattan's got an update for me. Hey, what's up, guys? Yeah, I want to update you, Ron, on that story. Um, it is true, and the mom actually took the bullet in the ass. <laughs> really? And did yeah. they shoot the kid at all? Well, they, first they tasered him, but then uh, the motherfucker didn't go down, so then they shot him three times in the, like, in the torso area. But they're both expected to live, so... Kind of has a happy ending. They actually live right near the fucking hoarder, the guy who's on oh, TV. <laughs> I just came up at the last minute. Cops all around, and um, some uh, guy from the uh, some cat from the Bronx starts letting loose, uh, but the um, but he gets blown right off his feet. Just blown right off his feet. Holy and shit! And some kid comes plastering around the corner, and a cop put him right away. He was still on the street, holding his leg, still screaming something in Spanish when I walked away. Oh, no. Oof. And I said, hey, man, you think that's oil? That ain't oil, that's blood. You don't know that at all, do you? Because you're not wearing the fucking t-shirt, Chris. You're not one of the East Street gang that fucking hangs up and down these halls. No, I'm not. That even Sam has joined. Even Opie has joined. Back when I remember when Opie used to fucking take jackhammers to Bruce Springsteen CDs. <sighs> nope, I'm not part of the fucking Bruce crew. You should be. It'd probably help you out around there. Probably. There's a lot of guys. I've been to fucking 1,700 Bruce shows. <laughs> You'd probably be top dog there if you were. I accosted him in the bathroom once. <laughs> Can I get a fucking promotion? <laughs> wow, you've been in the same room as him, huh? I begged you to go to that show and you shit on me. All right, I gotta go here, Johnny. All right, boys. Talk I'll to you later. See you. Later. Yeah. See, see me. 
Uh, this is up on the IB wire. Matthew Perry puts some men on blast uh, by saying, because bridesmaids last year, they finally admitted that women were funny. And he is saying, it's just that men finally took their heads out of their asses. So I saw this on the Comedy Awards. Funny, I didn't watch the Comedy Awards. How were they? I know uh, Louis C.K. won a lot of stuff. I saw like the last like half hour. I saw this part, and um, Don Rickles was great when he came up, said a lot of nice shit about Johnny Carson. It was nice. Why was it Carson getting the award? No, he just talked about how Carson was great when he. I think that's really nice, man. That's fucking nice. But it looked like uh, when I saw Rickles, it's like he's on like a little thing to help help him get around. I think so. Yeah, I mean, he's like he was talking fine. He was you know fucking nothing like that. How's he walking? Not that great. Yeah, but you know, otherwise his mind seemed fucking sharp as fuck. Dude, you gotta go see him before there's you you know before it's too late. It's like eighty six or something. Yeah. I saw him years ago. I was fucking crying, man. He's hysterical. I took this. I'm just a fucking kid. I take this. Uh, we went to the Valley Forge Music Fair, and it was like theater and around. I take this fucking girl with me, man. I was like, yeah, we're fucking doing an adult night here. <laughs> we're seeing some fucking comedy. Rickles comes out, and it's like I said, in the fucking round. And some shitty fucking, like, Jerry Vale, I think, was the opening act with a full orchestra as the opening act, right? This is how old school the whole night was. A fucking Rickles kept an orchestra and would occasionally break into song and dance. It was nuts. I'm not even making this shit up. So there's some fucking woman. She's sitting in the front row in the theater of the round. And she's got to weigh 400 fucking pounds. 375, 400. Big So, uh, Jerry Vale is singing his shitty fucking Italian songs. And, you know, I'm just sitting there fucking with this chick next to me. Going like this. Enjoying yourself. It's like a nice adult night out, isn't it? This isn't some rock show. All right? This is a gentleman treating you like a gentleman. Nice. Now, remember that later. Because it's all going to fucking come back. Then it's time for me to get mines. Uh, but anyway, we're having this lovely night. So fucking Vale, Jerry Vale turns around and sees this fucking big fucking woman sitting there and just starts going, oh, jeez. Oh, ma'am, are you sure you want to be sitting there? The whole fucking place explodes in laughter because <laughs> we've all spotted her. And we're all thinking to ourselves, why are you sitting up front? Don't do this to For yourself. a Rickles show. Rickles comes out. He's fucking crushing it. Blah, 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 blah. Finally, he looks over. He sees this woman. He goes, holy shit. He throws the microphone down. He runs at her. He jumps, lands on top of her, and just starts humping. What the fuck? And then he said something like, he yelled out something like, it's like screwing on a waterbed. I'm not fucking kidding you. I saw people rolling down the aisles. People were fucking pulling out clumps of their hair. Throwing them into the fucking... Some guy lit his own beard on fire. He was just running around the place. Pandemonium. It, yes, that's the fucking word. It was pure pandemonium. Pandemonium. And I'm like... And then like he starts fucking going through our crowd, ripping, ripping. I'm like, hey, this is great. Then I start thinking, fuck, if he gets to me, he's going to fuck up my whole fucking scene with this chick. Exactly. So like all night I'm laughing, but I'm like, please don't fucking come over here. <laughs> don't pay attention to me. Don't pay yeah. attention to me. <laughs> And then finally, I'm like, I'll just come up swinging at that fucker. <laughs> Why I'm enjoying everyone else get ripped. <laughs> he was incredible, man. He was an incredible act. There's always guys that talk about work in the room, but that fucking guy was smoking. 
and just looked like a troll. Just looked like he should be eating a fucking goat while he was doing it. <laughs> but I'm not kidding. He had an orchestra, and at one point, like he, and I'm not making this up, he breaks into uh, a Jimmy Cagney impression and starts singing like Yankee Doodle Dandy and was fucking. What the fuck? He's tap dancing and he's fucking skipping and shit. Shit. It was fucking like, whoa. That got old school fest. A minute ago, we were just doing this and that. This song and dance, man. Yeah. Now, stand up. Now, it's like I've, I'm in vaudeville or some shit. It's funny as fuck. And at the end of it, I mean, he rips the entire fucking place. At the end of it, right, he's got his fucking, he's having his cocktail and all, and he's like, please, ladies and gentlemen, if you were, uh, when you go home tonight, would you do me a favor and call your mother? Because... No one loves you the way your mother loves you. Oh. And so uh, he's just nice. drinking. I'm like, where's the punchline? There wasn't one. Just at the end of this fucking brutality, he tells us all to really love our moms and call her. I'm looking around. And fucking Valley Forge was right because it looked like a battlefield. This is fucking. People <laughs> were just laid fucking open all over the place. Fucked up. Damn, that sounds boom, great. Boom, 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 boom. Just moving through the room. Um, all right, eight six six Ron zero Fez eight six six Ron zero Fez. Uh, Hicks, I know you always like to get a new reviewer, and there's five guys. You're always interested in Food Network and stuff like oh, that. Oh yeah, love the channel. Five guys gets reviewed by this guy named Dam, D A Y M. Like it already. Apparently, he rocks his own YouTube, and I'm on. I don't know a lot about this five guys, so I'm curious about it. Yeah. Sounds good. Five guys, burgers, and fries. Let's see what Dam thinks about them. YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, man, man, Dam drops back in one of the super office, yo. Review King Digger, baby. Hey, listen, man. YouTuber ZDAR25. Hit me up in the comment section below, like y'all should be doing, and was like, hey man, what I need for you to do, Big Dame, is slide down to Five Guys, Burgers and Fries, and get yourself that double cheeseburger player. I said, oh, shoot. There is a Five Guys, Burgers and Fries out where I live in Connecticut. Let me slide to the spot. <laughs> but that, that was ghetto, that. Look at the bag that they give you your food in, man. Let, let's start there. There's nothing on the bag whatsoever. It, it, it's a very plain bag filled with a couple grease stains, letting you know how official and fattening the food is for you, baby. But then they give it to you in like a, a half a ghetto grocery bag, man. Like, when was the last time you seen the ghetto grocery bag? For some of us that are, you know, 30 plus, last time we seen the ghetto grocery bag, we were uh, copping these at Stop and Shop and putting them on our school books, you dig? But, uh, yo, mm. oh, and it smells good. I wish, I wish you could smell what I'm smelling, you too. Mm. Oh, boy. All right, listen, let me get up in here. Let me dig. I, mean, I got to dig past the fry. No, I'm not this even This guy's fucking amazing. Let me, let me light one of these joints on fire. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> Dig that, dig that fry right there. <laughs> Peep game on the fry, okay? Now, you know, we all know how the lens works. 
That's why I'm all dark and crispity back up in here. But let's focus in on the fry. Let's hone in on the crispity crunch of that french fry. You bite the fry, the fry bites back. That's when you know you have an official french fry. Bang! Mm. Bang! Hit me back one time. Just the right amount of salt too. Ooh. Now. I want to teach Burger King, I want to teach McDonald's about a cheeseburger, man. This, oh my goodness, oh my damn, oh, I want to say this is an official cheeseburger, hold on, I can't, mm, I had to peel that open real slow because the cheese is going, going ham up in here. Do you see the cheese is still attached to the foil as it's, you know, oozing, oozing out my burger? <laughs> Alright, this guy's fucking hysterical. Big dude, loving it. Chris, how would you describe him? He's a large, ghetto black man, I would say. What would you say, Chris? Effeminate, maybe. What would you say, Fez? I would say, uh, yeah, a very large black man enjoying a burger. I gotta agree with fucking Hicks. I think he's gay. I think that guy, dude's fucking gay. He'd be perfect for you, Fez. He had a, especially towards the beginning of it, mm -hmm. you could tell he was a little, ah, oh, nah, there's anything wrong with that. No, I don't fucking judge. I don't see color. I don't even understand creed. Mm -mm. He's on The Office, though. I saw him in a movie last night, though. How was he? Just fucking playing Creed, no matter what he does. <laughs> Crazy weirdo. Now, was he the lead singer of Creed? No. That was Scott Stapp. Now, this guy should By be the By the way, Jerry Barker says he's the only one who got where I was coming from on the Bruce thing. And he CC'd you. Did you get it? I got it. I didn't get it. He also wrote, how come Fez never gets these reference points? You know, he's busy. Barker is such a... Springsteen fan, he could be head of programming. Here's what I feel bad about. This used to be Rorschach's bit. We used to love when Rorschach would get out and Chill do this. The car and yeah. This guy could be on Food Network. I'd love to see him. Why can't fucking Rorschach be on Food Network? F Rorschach fucking starts fucking reviewing goddamn local fucking restaurants. No, he was... Uh, and Grants. No, he was doing... Um, Whatever people would release the new fucking burger and things, but he got up. He got up and away. He went for entertainment here. He got away from the truth and went to entertain. He was enjoying. Pop the five it, guys. lock it, make it happen. Blow it up. Uh, Paul, you're my fez. Hey, Ronnie, Fez, Pepper. Hi. Hey, listen. Getting back to uh, Don Rickles for a minute. Okay, let's do that. I saw him last year with my father. We went and uh, at the Borgata. And I'm telling you, Ronnie, the exact same show you're talking about, however many years ago you were saying, yeah. the exact same show. In fact, he had a guy who's real good, like Sinatra singer, with a full orchestra, and the full orchestra, after the guy was done and Donald Trump comes on, does the exact same bit, does the ankle deal dandy, everything, man. It was. It, you know, Joan Rivers so told me that he hasn't written material in 30 years still. She says he still does the same act from 30 years ago. <laughs> but he's improvising in between it, but it always becomes... And then the color guy goes, and then the Japanese uh, guy says...
just I mean, tears people up the entire time. Yeah, he just fucking burns. He just burns through people. Um, all right, thanks, Paul. Peace. Uh, Benny in Brooklyn, you're in my Hey, buddy. Um, I saw on Facebook today that uh, Mike Zito's got a project, the Royal Southern Brotherhood. It's dropped, and uh, apparently it's doing very well on iTunes. Jesus Christ, bitch. We had him on the fuck. We had all those guys on the fucking air with us. Yeah, dog. Yeah, they wipe a long face there, Chris. Oh, he did a horse joke on you. Well, you know what? The joke's on him. I'm not a horse. He just looks like a fucking asshole. You're a jackass. Fuck- yeah, he looks like a jackass. Who doesn't even fucking know? We fucking rocked the Royal Southern Brotherhood first. That's right. So fuck you, douche. Now watch. Mike Zito will be bigger than God, and he'll be like, who? Fuck those guys. They never did shit for me. I remember when he fucking bring me cigarettes and liquor. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like that fucking scout in League of Their Own, where I just get back on the train again after I drop them off yeah. at fucking at the big park. That's it. Back to the road. It was nice knowing you, Mike. <laughs> <clears throat> This damn guy should fucking be reviewing more shit. Damn! <laughs> I wish I was your lover. Who did that fucking song? Find out right now. Some fucking broad, right? Doing some kind of a Prince act. Sophie B. Hawkins? Yes. Give us a little bit of that shit. Well, a commercial. Don't seriously, do me a favor. Yeah. Don't fucking play the commercials anymore. Get me right into the fucking hook. All right. For some reason with you, it's like, oh, Ron, I want to play this fucking commercial for you instead of the song. It's fucking Bieber. You love it. It's Bieber. Oh, wait. Uh, speaking of Bieber, did you see the fucking fight on on Saturday? No. For some uh, With Mayweather? Fucking, apparently, Justin Bieber was walking out with him for some fucking weird reason. Mm. It was really very Bieber's strange. Bieber's everywhere. It fucking matters. I don't know about, I don't know about that. You went past the fucking line. That was the funny joke you did. I'm fucked up. CC that to Johnny. I okay. I'll tell him I'm a fuck up. Wouldn't that be great for Dam? It's worth the pay a lot to fucking use it though. So what? He's got the money. True. He has a nice ride. Goes five guys all the time. I'm a break here. 
we get uh, back into this. I want to talk to you a little bit about ethnic humor. Okay. Whether or not we can still do it based off this Don Rickles. I know, Fez, you get your feelings hurt over gay humor. Very much. Does it ever make you laugh when straight guys do the gay voice, or is that offensive? That's offensive. It's always offensive. But Have you seen Chris Stanley's? Uh, no. Hey, let's go blow some guys in the bathroom and then get fucked. <laughs> See, Chris Stanley is my new decorator. And... Look, this room needs some <laughs> fucking cum splatter on the wall. Uh-huh. And maybe a new couch. So that's offensive. Let's pop some glory holes in these fucking bathroom walls so we can blow our guests. See, then that would be offensive to you. And now, for real, I want you to... Shoot, not work. Is that... Yeah, that's offensive because everything's, like, just rest area sex. Right, right. What else do we have? But what if he went like this? <laughs> but some of us are in long-term relationships. Some of us could keep our dick in our pants. I think when I try to do a gay voice, it just sounds like a retarded child. <laughs> it's almost the same thing. I can't pull it off. Uh, I want to go back and talk about this because, uh, you know, we just talked about Rickles and the fact that this shit never goes away. The political correct thing. And I even hate that fucking term. But it is here. By the way, Chris, when I leave today, make sure I take that British umbrella with me. You're going to have it. Old I British. brought it in case it's going to fucking rain. All right. But I've had a tendency to leave it behind. You're going to have that umbrella in your hand when you walk out that door. For when you leave email it. yourself so you don't get it. I'm going to email myself and I will get it. How about that? Umbrella. Umbrella. Ella. 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 Make sure Ron has it. You realize that you could be the new Maurice uh, Sendek, the way you are with children? That sounds pretty fun. Where the wild things are is lame. That fucking niece of yours, Fez. How do you sit at five years old and feel so superior to a work of art that has been enjoyed worldwide? I didn't like her shitting on Lion King. It was... The funniest thing about it was the confidence that she had. Because she's achieved so much really in the last it. five years. <laughs> she can do better. I'll tell you this. And I will give her this. She eats, eats pizza like a man. I was very proud of her. She was Those yeah. kids must starve. Because all they get is hamburgers and pizza. And the occasional hot dog. Mm. Your family had a good time here, Fess? Very good time, yes. Did you play karate at the house? We had a mini karate tournament. That's what they were telling me. That when they go and stay at, at Fez's, they're allowed to cry to each other the whole time. I'm like, well, I guess that's fucking cool. <laughs> I don't know. I actually had to say to her, I said, I know karate for you, for real. I can push your fucking nose up into your brain. Holy shit. She's like, well, that's why Fez is better than you. He doesn't try to hurt children. I'm just saying, I'm not saying I would do it to you, but it's still on the there. fucking table. I've got to think it's going to come back to bite her, uh, going around telling everyone she knows karate. When she hasn't had a lesson. Sometimes it works, though. Sometimes the fuckers will leave you alone. Maybe she should start MMA. 
If she really wants to be in, in the fucking times, yeah, that's the way to go. UFC. Because, you know, grappling, if once somebody takes you down, I don't give a shit what good of a boxer you are. You're going to fucking lose it. Learn a couple moves. Bust your shit up. All right, uh, I got a break. We're going to come back and talk about ethnic humor. And hopefully, in a, in a, a non offensive but humorous way, it's the Run of Fish show. It's like when you see someone look at a, a little handicapped and go, oh, look at him. He's not able bodied. I am. I'm prejudiced. Yeah? Well, at least the little handicapped fella is able minded. Unless he's not, it's difficult to tell with the wheelchair ones. Another chance for the first responders to win. Uh, coming up a little later on. In about, uh, how far away are we looking? Chris? Hour, hour and change. About an hour and change away. Then all of a sudden I'm just starving for five guys since that fucking damn. Damn. Although we were talking about Shake Shack next time. That just seems like shit to me. Hey, listen, there's more, there's five days in a week. I know, but if we're going to have karate parties the way we want to, we got to do it up and do it the right way. Five guys. Then we can do a little steak shack tomorrow. Maybe that should be uh, karate the right way. It's the next time we do a right way. Hell yeah. Fucking Bruce Lee, dog. It is the Ron and Fez show. Uh, as we say, we get into obsessions for some reason as we show prep this. Uh, the latest has been uh, Bar Raphael. How's that? Is that how he's... I think it's Bar Raffelli. Bar Raffelli. I never... Uh, know this but this is a commercial she has up gorgeous girl don't totally get the commercial she's kind of smoking she's laying around it's not even lit though no well you can't light because people fucking freak out oh my god you're smoking something and then but they also love girls with cigars and yeah this is actually we're coming up at about the minute part. The best fucking shot. Oh, she's mowing the lawn. Yeah, she's doing stuff. Then bathing. And she's cleaning the pool out. What? She's doing whatever she needs to do. You know, but she gets to be such a such a dirty girl back into the bathtub again. You better oh, take care of it. A baseball bat there. Yeah, she's got a bat. You know, she's fucking enjoy sports. Yeah. She's swinging at stuff. She's combing her hair. Oh, now she's yeah, she's okay. ass out, just fucking trying to think about stuff. Oh, boy. and that's the shot of the whole fucking thing. Sight everything. Sight ass. Sight it. God bless him. God bless Israel in this case. Good work, Israel. This is why we're friends with you and not Palestine. Mm -mm. Where's the Palestinian super miles, huh? If you were going down on her, would you yell out? Is this an open bar? Would that be your joke? That's one thing. Or would say. that be considered too far? Oh, I think she'd like it. Now, Fez, your anti-gay jokes, anti-any kind of ethnic jokes. Right, yes. What is it about ethnic jokes uh, that you despise? I think it's... And is this a shoot? Oh, yeah. It always it always rubs me the wrong way. Where I It just, always has? Yeah. Uh, 
Um, I think I've evolved on that, but uh, just I just kind of cringe when I hear an ethnic joke. You don't think I can pull off an ethnic joke? I would have to hear it. You've heard it. You know me. You know me. You think that I'm offensive? No, I, I think it's all in how it's told, but I right. think... Right, so that's the fucking thing right there. You can't get rid of the jokes. You could just say some people can properly do a joke and other people can't. I don't have any problem with that. Most people can't do fucking jokes, but also most people can't sing. Chris Stanley, on the other hand, can. That's right. Great singer. Um, well, in the metal genre, yes. <laughs> yeah, screamo. Is what they call. Is that what it's called? It's part. That's one genre. Your death metals. Sometimes you get. Yeah, and it's like, oh, I don't know whether I'm scared or I like this song. I can't make up my mind right now. You should look. Do both should be happening. I'm telling you, taking another Advil here. I'm. I hope I don't have the thing Ant has. Oh. If that's happening, we could all be infected. I don't think I'll live through it. Uh. So, this is up under uh, good question. And we'll play this video first. Apparently, there is a comedian named Hassan... And I don't know his last name. Minaj. All right. Hassan Minaj, and he is upset with Ashton Kutcher, right? Yeah. So, uh, let's uh, see what his beef is. What's up, everybody? This is the truth with Hazan Minaj. Are you offended by me doing that? You should be. Now, if you don't know why I'm doing that, it's because two days ago, Ashton Kutcher All right, decided... Hold on, let's stop it there. So he's telling us what we should be offended by, yeah. right off. And he's a com comedian, and he said, what if I, I just offended you? Which, I don't know. All right, let's hear it. That was his real voice. Ashton Kutcher decided to do a Pop Chips commercial, and it was extremely offensive. Check it out. I'm Raj. I'm a Bollywood producer. I'm looking for the most delicious thing on the planet. Number one, white dude in brown face. Why? Number two, not even funny. Even the Metro PCS guys are like, Holy shish kebab! Just listen to his accent. I like Snooki and Jay Wow. <laughs> wow. I want to taste the sweetness on my lips. No Indian people talk like that. We don't talk no. like butata, butata. We don't sound like that. No. If you're going to do an impersonation, do it correctly. Number three, the references don't even make sense. I did this film that is very similar to Milk. We called it Kool-Aid. You have a shitty accent, and you're not even being racist correctly. Like, I if you're going to be racist, come correct with your racism. Okay, look, maybe Pop Chips consciously didn't want to offend minorities, but subconsciously they knew they could get away with clowning Indians and Asians because that's the way it is now. They wouldn't do that with any other ethnicity. There's a barbecue flavor of Pop Chips. Why didn't you make them blackface and Tyrone? Why didn't you do that? Because you knew you'd get fucking buried, Pop Chips. That's why. And you know that Asians and Indians are the new clownable minority. We're dickless, docile, just people that have accents and fix computers. Well, guess what? We're not. We're dope. We're awesome. We're in rap groups. We're leading men. We're killing it right now. And you are pulling us back. So fuck you. Suck my brown. Holy shish kebab. We've made so much progress. 
we're starting to see minorities succeed in a variety of different facets and avenues. And we're seeing the minority experience in America be a nuanced thing. And this is fucking that up. You're closing us in a little box and you're making all Indian people look like the Metro PCS guys. Vegas, baby. <laughs> and we're not like that, okay? So don't do that. And I'm a fuck with Doritos now. That's the truth with Asam Minaj. Peace. What's his name? Asam Minaj. Um, first of all, I think Indians have accomplished a lot more than just being in rap groups and show business. Uh, you've got a lot, of, a lot of doctors and plenty. Yeah, you've got plenty to uh, feel some kind of pride before you started getting in rap groups. Second, uh, the entire thing of people don't talk this way. I think there is such a thing as accents. And third, and this is a big one, I don't know if you can be a minority if you've got like a billion plus people. I don't know whether I would call that minority. I guess in technically in this country, worldwide. Okay, I got you there. Worldwide, yeah. They're, they're fucking right behind China. Um, you should come out against the love guru. Let's go over to, uh, and you agree with this guy, Fez? I agree with him. I thought that Aston Kutcher thing was just stupid all and right. offensive. Well, first of all, stupid, yes. <laughs> uh, I wasn't offended, though. I can honestly say I was actually probably more offended as uh, just somebody who was looking at it. I, I, by the way, I don't even, I remember when he came out and did this. Um uh, I, I wasn't even interested enough to fucking comment it on the air. It's only when this guy down. What's his name again? Uh, Hassan Minaj. Hassan Minaj, being a comedian that's so offended by comedy. I'm gonna give. I would like to give Hassan this, just so I can say, Peter Sellers in the party. Uh, he did the voice, and he did brownface. Was it offensive, Fez? Uh, yes. It was fucking hysterical. And you know it is. And I don't believe for a second what you're even saying. Have you seen the movie? Uh, no. Then how would you know it was offensive? When you said brownface. A, how do you not see one of the funniest movies of all time? And B, you would have to know before... You'd have to see it before you thought it was offensive. Um, Adam, Adam, you're on the run of the show. Hey, Ron. Um, as an aspiring comedian and somebody who I felt like I've been around comedy for a long time, this is scary for me. It's like, you know, every if you've you've been in comedy clubs and any comedian, they've always been in comedy clubs. Every person has one thing that strikes a nerve with them, and and that's true for everyone. Mm -hmm. but the problem is, is you just shut it off. You don't sit there and scream about things. And one thing that annoys me with him is that. You also know sometimes just jokes don't go over or they're not done well enough. So don't say it's 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 a horrible routine. It's just it's a bad joke. It wasn't done well. But don't say that racial comedy can't be funny. And and it scares me. You know, I told you a couple of weeks ago about that Lenny Bruce documentary. Mm -hmm. Now they had a bunch of things on there about Imus. They had stuff about Michael Richards. And then afterwards they had Robert Klein speak. Now, Robert Klein spoke about how he didn't like the young comedians using such offensive language, and he thought that Imus should have been fired. But then he proceeded to repeat the offensive words to make it a joke. But it was like, 
you're you're saying you don't like this and you're fighting against it and you're doing the same thing that they did. Yeah, it is. I don't know why you want to paint something into a box uh, because most of the time uh, you could look over and say, could somebody else have done it better? Um, Sean, Sean, you're on the run of fish. Hey, Ron. First off, him saying that no Indians sound like that is wrong. I've met plenty and we've done work for plenty that have sounded like that. In construction, and secondly, shouldn't he find that holy shish kebab sounder he keeps playing through that offensive too? Um, you know, I'll, I'll tell you a, a show that actually does a racial humor. I think extremely well is Thirty Rock, and they're always just fucking non sequiturs with it. Like, I'm not going to stand out in a crowd like an Italian. Like, it just comes out of nowhere. And it fucking cracks me up every time. And the fact that that could be thrown in with somebody who can't pull off a joke, which happens when you try to make up the rules, you know, then you end up saying stuff like, I'm offended by the Peter Sellers movie, and you haven't even seen it, and you work in radio, that would be a fucking tough place for me to be. Um... Here is, um, let's go over to Al. Al, you're on the Running Fest show. Hey, guys. Uh, Ron, you nailed it with the 30 Rock. But back to earlier, when you asked Fez, well, if I said it, would it be, would it be racist? And he, you know, he stammered and he said, well, no, not if you said it. No, he said he'd have to hear it first as if he hasn't heard uh, the million times I've done these kind of jokes. Exactly. We but would still like, have to now, I'd have to hand over the joke <laughs> to see whether it was offensive or not. But it's still, it's his resistance to to accept anything that comes out of your mouth as bad. And it, it's just... Yeah, up that is a problem. It would be a lot better if he would say, yes, you're racist all the time. Plenty of times you do miss it. That would be that would be so fucking comforting. I would be able to stand it. All right, later. All right, peace. Um, let's go over to uh, Marcy. Marcy, you're on the Run Fest show. Hey, how you guys doing? Hi. Um, Hi. yeah. What's up? I ha- I have a uh, um a little thing uh, yesterday. On the Ellen DeGeneres show, they had uh, Beth Stern was on. She was talking about, I guess she has a show out. But they were talking about her animal league. She has animals, so there was some pictures of her with her animals on Ellen's show. And the next shot was her uh, on backside with no top on and high-heeled shoes and wearing underwear. I just thought, everybody just went, whoa! Uh, it was just very... Inappropriate. I just think you pathetic. It's supposed to be about her dog, for I have no idea what you're talking about or how this has, ties in with this conversation at all. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. It's up on the iBang right now as good question. Uh, and trouble pulling some uh, votes your way, Fez. And I don't want to just let everybody tee off on you, but I do want to understand where the offensiveness is. I think it's like what the comedian there was saying. 
about putting people back in a box, I think most people haven't been in any of those boxes, so they don't know what it feels like to think that your whole thing is, your whole persona, your whole humanity is summed up in uh, you have sex at why, a rest stop. Why, do, why does a comedian have to sit and explain for those people of anything else? Why can't he just do his jokes? Um... Let's go to the blue-collar comedy guys, right? Uh-huh. Uh, these are all educated guys, most of them. Uh, and their humor is kind of making fun of white, uneducated guys. They're beloved. They're not being called offensive. Why is that? I think it's because it's Southerners doing jokes about uh, people in the South. Uh, Larry the Cable Guy is from Nebraska. Right. So I don't think that's considered the South. Um, I don't think redneck humor is even about just the South anymore. I know it probably started that way, but you can find it outside of, you can find redneck people outside of just about any city. And the fucking, the comedy is normally pretty funny. 40 minutes upstate, there's rednecks. 40 minutes past the Bronx. (laughs) (laughs) That's upstate. Northern Yonkers. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you, though, why is a comedian up to him to, to, to sum up everything other than just that joke? That's the problem. Uh, we go back to what the other guy said, where you get this feeling of they can't do it, but I can. I think it always gets to me about this. Like, I know how to pull it off, but the other people. Let everybody fucking... Either sail or fucking drown with their own jokes. I have people tell me jokes all the time that aren't funny. Most people can take a joke and not make it funny. So what? What happens? Nothing. Nothing. This is not sitting back. This isn't uh, Ashton Kutcher's shitty fucking spot didn't put India back. They're doing fine. And this guy is actually doing the same thing. Who's the fucking matter who's doing it? Maybe he just wants to get heat for himself. I never heard of this guy before. Maybe he sees like a fucking shot he can take, you know? I think he was just showing how bad it actually is. How is that bad? Uh, How uh, dumb it is. I, I, I know that you're fucking, you're playing a character right now. I know you're not serious. No, I mean, those things are hurtful to people. Everything in in humor is hurtful to somebody at some fucking point. So what? It's hurtful to live on the fucking planet. But when someone like Ashton Kutcher does it... So what? It's Ashton Kutcher. Well, well, let's take it out of the Ashton Kutcher, and let's suppose... uh, I would go back to the Peter Sellers. You don't don't know him, though. Do you find Don Rickles to be offensive? There's a lot of times... Stuff that I've seen with Don Rickles, I say, yeah, that's offensive. So you're offended by Don Rickles? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of times where he'll use a slur that really takes me back. Um, and who? how many people get to be have to be offended before we should stop doing the jokes? I mean, can we do Obama jokes? If it's just one person, and can Obama be offended and nobody else? Is that okay to do the joke? Yeah, Obama's the president. Yeah. Well, so what? He's a person. He's taken aback. You've put him into a box. Why is that any different 
than if you did any other kind of joke. What is it about being offended that somehow we should be above being offended? We shouldn't. Is it okay to do fat jokes? No. It isn't? No. Hmm. You've never done fat jokes? I've done plenty of fat jokes. It doesn't mean that they're right. Hard Rock Johnny's. All right, so you shouldn't be able to do any jokes anymore about fat people. I haven't done a Hard Rock Johnny uh, is big joke in years. That's bullshit there. That's fucking a lie. I know you haven't done one this year, but within the past year, have you? I, I guarantee you. I don't think I have. Um, Jeff, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, guys. This, this, this kind of goes towards Fez, again, kind of in line with what we are just talking about. Uh, didn't you, haven't you done a bit where you uh, imitated Tony Dungy? And Tony Dungy's a man of race. Um, I realize you probably didn't go you know, dark face or whatever when you you basically made fun of his voice. So it, it, Right, it, yeah, I didn't I didn't do any race humor with Tony Dungy. You've never done race humor with your characters before? Yes, I have. But you would never do that again. No uh no, it would it wouldn't make me feel comfortable to do it again. Um Mark, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, says I was just wondering, earlier in your career, when you were, you know, you thought you were straight, you played the Fez character who's flamboyantly gay and with, the, you know, the, a, a feminine accent and all that, and were you not offended by yourself? Not at the time, but as I realized I was gay, yes, I had a lot of trouble dealing with that. As I've talked grown, about that. And you, as you've grown and evolved? So where's your humor going to take you now, Fez? Do us an acceptable... Fez humor today. Um, I'll have to think of something. Okay. Uh, Rick Santorum endorsed Mitt Romney at eleven o'clock last night. Uh, he waited until he knew Mitt Romney would be in bed. Sounds like a Leno joke. Now. The point there was Mitt Romney goes to bed early? Yeah, that Mitt Romney is uh, very uh, white bread and we go to bed early. Hey! Oh, crackers. What's the fucking bit of white bread? What's wrong with white people? What is I didn't the, say white people. I said white bread. What, what, is, what, what does white bread mean? Bland. Who, yes! That's white people. That's why white people get called white bread. Oh, you didn't I, know that? No, I thought it was just, you know, a ho-hum bread. Yes. The only people who eat are the white people. I am not bland. I take offense. But you also are up all night, too. That's right, baby. Uh, all right, this on... Uh, by the way, this is up on the good question. Perhaps the real reason Fez doesn't talk is because he's afraid to offend everyone. Um, will this stop Ronnie B from doing his spot-on Chinese impression? Well, actually, Fez used to jump into that with me, but now you don't anymore, right? No, I haven't. Because it's offensive? Yeah. Would you at least give this to me? Would you let me know when I'm being offensive? Okay. Because I keep thinking I'm being funny. 
Well, I think you are also being funny. Hmm? So offensive is funny. But that doesn't mean that some people wouldn't be offended by someone's jokes. Um, all right. Uh, here's Frazier. Frazier, you're on the Manifest Show. Hey, what's going on, guys? Yeah. yeah. I just want to say, that's what makes our country great, is that we have the right to offend people. You know, it's the Constitution. You know, everyone's not going to agree with everything you say, but it's our right to be able to offend anyone you want to. What do you what do you say to that, Fez? It's actually uh, put out there that part of what makes this country great is that we can say offensive things. Um, I would say yes, we could, but does it mean that we should at every moment? So and try and keep trying to do that. Should that be the goal? But just let's go back to this. Let's look at us and the difference between Russia under Stalin. Uh, not only could you not offend Stalin, but you couldn't offend anybody in power. And it was a pretty fucking depressing place. What's kind of great about this country is that you can uh, be able to say some things, even incorrectly, about people in power. Now, it's kind of interesting that we've gotten into a place where we started to make fun of the weak more than we used to. And we get into this in the unmasked, so I'll save it there. Because I have the exact spot that I believe that it turned. But I, want, but I brought this up during unmasked. Um, the exact spot where I think that we turned and started to have more fun making fun of weak people, more than power, uh, powerful people. Chris, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, what's going on? I just wanted to uh, make two points. Uh, number one, I agree with you when you said that there's no way to really make a joke without somehow offending somebody. Mm -hmm. Everybody's going to be offended by something. And uh, secondly, this guy talking about how Aston Kutcher uh, would have never made fun of any other race or whatever. And also, I mean, something for Fez to think about. Uh, you don't even have to go all the way back in, like, the 80s or whatever. Look at Tropic Thunder a couple of years ago. Robert Downey Jr. was hilarious. Nobody came after him or anything like that and got buried. He went on to make movies that are making, what, Avengers made six hundred million or something like that yeah, over the weekend. I gotta or whatever. see it. Yeah, I gotta see it. I haven't seen it yet, but it's it's cleaning up. Mm, and yeah, it is. The movie didn't tank because oh, he played a black guy in the movie. He's become an even more popular actor from that role. All right, uh, I appreciate it. Okay, uh, Fez, let's get into a little bit. What about the gay guy doing a cornholing joke? Because I see that they're doing a lot of that kind of humor, or. Black guys doing black jokes. That's that's acceptable. I think that's acceptable. It's uh, I don't appreciate it in a gay comic um, where that seems to be like their only act. Well, let's let's go. Yeah, but you could uh, you could pretty much say that about any comic. Like if I see a lot of guys that are leaning on anything too much, there's a plenty of comics, plenty of comedians that the first time I I see them, I'm like. This guy's amazing. But as time goes down by, I'm like, I got it. You know, I got your fucking bet. Thanks. I appreciate it. Uh, 15 minutes was plenty. I certainly don't need three hours of it. So that has nothing to do with the humor. That just has to do with repetition. But let's go, why is it okay for black guys to do black comedy? They know where black people are coming from. They know what it's like to 
to hear that kind of stuff. So the immediately when a Richard Pryor said, hey, black people talk this way, that's fine. But it, when he said, then white people talk this way, that's when he lost you. Um, because Bl- Richard Pryor never should have been able to talk about white people. Because he doesn't know what it's like to be white. No, but he knows what it's like to be black and how to be and how, what that was like for him to be treated by whites. Right. So only if he keeps himself in the main character. Yeah. That's okay. So he has to say, this is the way I was treated. <clears throat> Not by whites, but wouldn't it be just some whites? Because obviously he wasn't treated that way by every white. <clears throat> right, yeah. So it doesn't represent every circumstance out there. So we have to wait until he goes through everybody before he can take this summation and turn it into a joke. Uh, I think he was just talking about his own experiences, which is different. Okay, but that's what everyone is doing. That's what everybody... That wasn't what Ashton Kutcher was doing. I'm not... First of all, Ashton Kutcher, I've seen seconds of it. I see it as a bad character that didn't work, but I have no problem with him doing it. I really don't, because I'm sure there's some fucking producer that acts like this. I guarantee it. It's like when we think of a porno fucking producer. He's kind of doing the Bollywood version of that. (laughs) He's not saying this is how all Indian people act. Nor should he have to. Nor should he have to say, I'm here to represent through this what I think of all Indian people. It doesn't make fucking sense. Um, Fear Buzzer says, Fez, why don't you start the anti-funny movement? That's a, I'm just I'm pointing out what I find offensive. Are you doing that comedically? Um, Sammy, you're on the run of Fez show. Yeah, the offensive part is it's funnier than two and a half men. Yeah, well, that's kind of true. Um, what's the point of comedy, Fez? To make people laugh. So comedy that works makes people laugh. Yeah. So that doesn't make sense. If anyone fucking laughs at a joke, that means that joke would be funny. That's the only point of comedy that you're saying. So wouldn't you just allow it to see whether it gets a laugh or not? Whether or not that fucking joke works? Well, uh, the, the problem is, is when it becomes, you know, hurtful to somebody. How many people have to not laugh... When it like let's suppose let's just say Jim Norton he goes out and there's two thousand people there uh-huh. and nineteen hundred of them laugh hard one hundred feel offensive right does the joke work or not um, I would say that it was an offensive joke then but the majority of people find it really funny it's above ninety percent they're saying this is really funny. What percentage before... What if only one person doesn't laugh? Is that fucking funny? No, it would still be... If that person was offended, then it's an offensive joke. So, if we got a million people watching the Letterman show, right? Uh Uh-huh. And he does a joke about Mitt Romney. And everybody laughs, but one person's offended. That's an offensive joke. That's an offensive joke, yes. You're serious now. I don't know how to, to, to... I don't know what I kind of feel like I'm being worked. I really do. I'm not sure. 
I mean, you can't take away the fact that that person was offended. I could get offended by a fucking shirt. I can walk down the street and there's people who are offended because a woman's ankles are fucking showing. There are people who are offended because black people speak up at all. There's people who are offended because a black guy dates a white girl. So what? What the fuck do I get? A shit. Who's offended and who's not? That's theirs to fucking deal with. Most of the... A majority of the people are offended by gay marriage. They're offended by a gay teacher. They're offended by gays fucking kissing each other. Luckily for you, I don't give a shit that they're fucking offended. I think you've got the right to live your life the way you want to. There are people that are offended because bars are open on Sundays and it's supposed to be the day of the Lord. Boo. Someone's offended by something all fucking time. Um, here is, um, let's go over here to Diane. Diane, you're a manifest. Oh my God. Hi, Ron. This is hey. my first time getting through. Um, I just wanted to say, I love you. I love the show. And comedy is about exaggeration and you will be a complete idiot if you take it literal. It's just like the Bible. You don't take it literal. Hmm? It's about exaggeration. It's not about anyone specific. I'm a black um, female, and I, just like the uh, the previous caller talking about um, Tropic Thunder, if you do it with talent, it, you know you don't take offense to it. And it's all about exaggeration. And thank you so much for taking my call. All right, I appreciate it. Uh, let's go over here. Uh, boy, we must be on a free speech issue. Look who it is. It's our friend HTG. I want you to know, I held off and held off calling because <laughs> I didn't want to be a stereotype of myself. But I'm just sitting here getting furious, and I couldn't resist. I think he's working us. I think I do not believe Fez believes the things that he's saying. Well, congratulations. Fez, if you are working us, you have got me so good because <laughs> I kept going, he's got I can't I don't need to call in Ronnie's got this and I just I, I couldn't help myself. I just got so mad. And what I wanted to know is Fez. Mm hmm You said that you think the point of comedy is to make people laugh. Right. But, you know, I mean laughing there must be some reason then that it's good to laugh. We there must be a reason why we want to make people laugh about things. We don't laugh just because, you know, it feels good to burp, but we don't encourage, you know, people to burp all the time. We don't, we don't go to a club where someone stands there and makes us burp. So, I mean, don't you realize that there's, like, an actual benefit to making people laugh about things that are kind of sacred cows? Oh, sure, yeah. But even That's why I said, like, it's, it's uh, you know, I didn't say it was offensive to make fun of the president. But when you, but there are other kinds of sacred cows besides just the guy in power. Sacred cows, you know, religion is a sacred cow. It's going to hurt someone's feelings when you make fun of religion, but thank God we do. We're, I mean, Families are a sacred cow. Patriotism is a sacred cow. These things are stuff that we can all get offended by. And HTG's point, I think, is... We should every once in a while. It helps us re-examine everything. I think the funniest fucking comedians to me are the ones that I don't agree with at all and are still make me laugh. And and look at the list of the people who we consider our greatest comics. They all offended people. And and, and you know when you when you make fun of someone for their accent, 
you know, part of what you're doing is sort of breaking down some of the differences between you, and if you sit and laugh about it, you know, you don't feel so different anymore. Maybe if we, you know, people on the receiving end stop taking it so seriously and stop taking themselves so seriously, like, I'm beyond, you can't make fun of me, I'm better than that. You know what's always really funny to me? Colin Quinn always does stuff to offends people on his fucking Twitter account and then they write in and he acts like he doesn't know what they're talking about and it is so fucking funny to me to see people taking something seriously that they shouldn't that he's just fucking working them and that has made I mean talk about a bit that he's running to the ground and I laugh my ass off every fucking time it happens it's hysterical and let's face it, when you're just strictly mean, like if you just turn to someone and say you're fat and ugly, that's, that's not funny. It's, when something becomes funny, it's because you've added something to it. It's, you're not just being a mean person. See, I see that the same way as like Ashton Kutcher doing the accent. That's just trying to be mean and make fun of something instead of I'll make be, comedy of something. First of all, uh, and I'm going to protect uh, Kutcher here, and I don't feel like I need to, but he is an actor. And he should not be forced to limit himself to any fucking role, in my opinion. In my opinion, it's more offensive to say only fucking Indian people can play Indian people and a Pakistani cannot play an Indian person or a white person can't play an Indian person. It well, fucking drives me nuts. And we, we don't mind, you know, we'll make fun of a Brooklyn accent or, you know, uh, a Southern accent all the time, and we're all comfortable with that. I think Fez is just afraid because, he, you know, yes. it's something far away from us. But Fez, you don't have a problem with making fun of, a, like, a Jersey accent, right? No, I think uh, people from around here, uh, you know, deal with Jersey people all the time. Jersey so Joe. what? Jersey so Joe. what that you well, deal, deal with them? That doesn't give you extra privilege. That's like someone being able to say, I know black people, so I'm going to do this joke as defense. The joke still better be fucking funny. That's my fucking point about it. You still have to be able to pull the joke off. But for us to, let's say, when Mafia Life Chris calls, and we just start doing, hey, oh, hey, we're actually making fun of him, where he came from, and his family, Dungeons. and the way that they talk. Dungeons. That's that fucking joke. That's what makes it funny where we're going, Chris, you're our friend, and yet you're different from us in this way. That's what that fucking joke means. It doesn't mean like, hey, somehow, like, oh, because I live closer to Brooklyn, I have a better understanding. It's still ball busting. It is. When we fucking watch Jersey Shore, we're just sitting there cracking up about those young Italian kids. What they think is cool is fucking funny to us. Boy, that's kind of cool, though. I will tell you right now, I'll look at fucking stuff I was doing in the 80s and go, why did I think that was cool? <laughs> I'll fucking laugh at myself by what I thought was fucking cool. Yeah, and that's what's great about it is we all laugh at ourselves and each other. And as soon as like this guy, you go out there being like, you can't make fun of me and my group. You just, you just look like an asshole. You just look like you're, you're somehow above the rest and, of us. And I would find it very offensive that Billy Crystal can do the old Jewish voice, but then go to Robin Williams. Hey, dude, what are you doing? I'm willing to say neither one of you guys is funny with that voice. I'll go that far. And you can tell when there's hate behind something, and then it's not funny anymore. 
All right, HTJ. All right, thanks, guys. Sorry for being a stereotype of myself. All right, bye bye now. Bye. Um, here uh, is Tim. Tim, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, Ronnie. Um, Fezzy, I think this overly sensitive attitude that you take towards everything is what really changed you into what you are today. I mean, if you look at yourself today versus what you were, I don't know, a decade ago, you're a completely different person. And I think it's these, these overly sensitive attitudes you take towards everything that's made you into that person today. But you just can't hear anything in your virgin ears without being hurt. And none of these things are even about you most of the time. But you, you just find offense in everything. So what, what's allowed anymore? What, what, do you, what do you want people to say? Well, I don't think I could be uh, sit here and say, hey, don't say things are gay because you think they're stupid or awful, or lousy, or, you know, and not say it about other groups as well. So what you're saying is, are, are you gaining more power from this new attitude? No, obviously not, no. Why not? What's going wrong? Um, because I'm not defending it well enough. And defending what well enough? What do you have to defend? Who made you a defender of anything? Stop being a defender, go back to being an offender. Find humor in things. Right, yeah. But I mean, I just... When I first came out, I noticed just a so much anti-gay humor out there. But you were doing it for fucking 15 years. You were the one doing it. Right, yeah. I saw it myself as well. Right, but let me. And I was very offended at myself. All right, but let me let me explain something to you. I had to fucking give up drinking and drugs because the way I, I was abusing them. Right. Uh huh. It would be insane for me now to lead a charge into shutting down bars. It would be fucking insane for me to tell other people how to live their life. And I've seen people like that. I've seen people who go because they've quit drinking. Everyone should quit drinking. You have decided, you've made a decision, right? About something in your life, but your decision also is you want the rest of us to change. It's never going to make you fucking happy. And it would be so much better is if you could fucking pull it off to make us laugh about that fucking change. Would be the beauty of it. That's how you would probably get us to learn. Rather than be offended, to comedically show us how misguided we've been would be the thing that would put you over. Uh, Tom, you're on running Fez. Hey, Ron, what's going on? Yeah. Uh, I just want to ask Fez, is he offended by Sir Ben Kingsley and his portrayal of Gandhi, since it's pretty much the same? I don't think he portrayed a negative stereotype there. So Wait, as long as you, you do it as a positive stereotype. Yeah. And not trying to hurt somebody. He wanted to bring the story of this man's life to everyone. You know who else wanted to? No. Indian actors. They would have loved to play that part. Don't act like some people that everybody was happy with that. Go back and read the fucking reviews when it first happened. Go back and read everything that came out when it first happened. There were people pissed. 
But in your way of dealing, if one person is offended, then it's offensive. I just think this is a different case. It isn't. It's the same exact case. Can you cross over these ethnic lines? Can you do it? Can you pull it off? It's the same thing every time. I'll tell you this. When I watch you step down and down, you know what offends me? What's that? Every time that motherfucker acts like he's throwing a ball. That's offensive to me. Not the best motion. He looks like he's throwing a fucking flaming uh, fucking shot put. He's got heat behind it, though. The rest of it's fine. Um, (laughs) Boogie board skills are fucking great. Here's uh, Frank, Staten Island. Hey, what's up, Ron? Yeah, um, hello? Yeah. Yeah, Kenny Powers only needs to throw two strikes, first and foremost. Just two. And um, don't you find it kind of ironic that this guy is complaining on behalf of all Indian people, but at the same time wants to be viewed as an individual? Um, yeah, this guy, as being a comedian, fucking offends me. <laughs> of his unfunny fucking rip on something, and then bragging like, hey, look how great we're doing, we're blowing up. Where you're taking some kind of pride in other people's achievements, but then the stereotype can't be about any negativity. But you can have, uh, to me, the thing of, don't stereotype us, but then we're having a parade to honor us is the most ridiculous fucking thing in the world. And the only thing I ever give Irish people real credit for is they can fucking take Irish jokes without giving a shit about it. (laughs) We're all alcoholics. Uh, Jim, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, what's up, boys? Um, I just wanted to know if Fezzy's aware that he's uh, spitting on the grave with his PC bullshit of a uh, good friend of the station, good friend of the show, Patrice O'Neill, and that how Fezzy's bullshit attitude is everything Patrice fought his entire career. I I don't uh, I don't mean to offend Patrice. I'm talking about not offending people. I think I think if if you if you play that clip of, of uh, Patrice defending O and A on uh, Fox News, just substitute Fezzi with the with the cunt from uh, National Organization of Women, and uh, he Patrice would school fucking Fezzi right now. Um, let's go over here, Psycho Bob. You're on my Fez. God damn, that guy was a great call. Just ahead of me, Fezzi, you got to quit. You might as well pack up the show and just take it home and call it quits. Because no matter what you say, no matter how, what kind of jokes you do, somebody could be offended by it. it just, that's just the way it is, man. So just let's play top 40 instead and get rid of the show. Well, I'm all for playing top 40. Really? Um, James, I'm going Fez. Hey, excuse me, Fez, I want to know, um, how come you never call Ronnie out? I mean, he's he's always going off on these absurdist rants, I mean, talking about raping babies or whatever, and it's hilarious to most of us, but um, if he says offensive things, which he does quite often, how come you never uh, chime in and, and call Ronnie out? Because I know Ronnie, and I don't think he really means to kill babies. I mean, you don't really know my history. 
Oh, God. Some people think that I've killed babies. I don't. <laughs> There's some people who are cocksure of it. Split down the middle. <laughs> um, how come we didn't get Chrissy Turlington? It was a package deal, and the it was a weird booking thing. What was it about? She was supposed to be with two other people, but then it was booked with just two, two other people without her because they didn't know she was coming into last minute. So I was like, fuck it, no. Who were the other people? From a, Big uh, models? No. Ju- mild judges. Chrissy is uh, married to Burns? Yes. I'm like best buddies now. I know. If I get the okay there, I'm sure I could stop down, down Tribeca. Oh, shit. That'd be so cool. <sighs> uh, Michael, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, guys. Hey, Fezzy, do you know the difference between what a surgeon does and what manslaughter is? I would say a surgeon tries to save somebody and manslaughter kills someone. Exactly. It's about intent. Same thing with, with comedy. You can tell when somebody's coming from a place of anger or a place of hatred with, with a joke. So, really, you shouldn't go railing against that shit. Just let it be. You know, if you're coming from a place of, uh, you know, just comparing opposites, I don't have to tell you about comedy. You're a funny fucking guy. Ron, the same. Hilarious fucking guy. You guys know what comedy is. So, as long as your intention is to be funny and not, yeah, fucking rock the apple cart. Put that fucker over. I think we're getting to a, a point now where Fez only feels safe making an honest statement. Well, I I mean, that's that's what I put out there because that's what I honestly feel about this with the good question. No, I'm talking about overall. I think that you're ready to sit here as like a living memoir, but I don't think that you're ready to use words for a novel. For fiction. Okay. Okay is the perfect correct answer there. As if okay makes is acceptable in a comedic sense. Absurdity would be the word to use. Irreverence. Yeah, and then sometimes some of these things hit me closer to home and I end up just... Being uh, very honest about it. Um, would you appreciate that if you went to see somebody on stage? Um, who's a comedian that you enjoy? Um, uh, Robin Williams. You do like Robin Williams? Uh, uh, Louis C.K. No, but I don't want you to jump into other people. You don't, By the way, you don't find either one of those comedians to do offensive jokes? I think Robin Williams will go into stereotypical accents. I think Louis C.K. is, again, talking about his own experiences. 100%? You don't think that he writes above it at all? You think that you're, you're getting um, his journal on stage? No, I don't, no, I don't, no not at all. Uh, all right, so let's go to Robin Williams, right? If you go there and Robin Williams starts going, you know, I don't understand what happened here, um... I've been working all these years as a comedian, and my divorces have uh, left my bank account almost depleted. Um, look at this. Oh. 
I'm going over these numbers and they're just god awful. Oh, that's sad. And no, I haven't even got to the worst of it. I'm having trouble booking new shows. What? So I don't know what I'm going to do, folks. I'm going to tell you, sitting here in front of you right now, I don't know what I'm going to do. <sighs> also, uh, I find myself really terrified about health issues. Is... I never used to be that way. Maybe it's because now in my latter 60s, but... Uh, fucking downer. Anytime I cough or feel even the smallest pain, I'm, a, I'm afraid of something worse. This isn't fun. It's what I think, though. It's what I think. Oh, man. What would be the difference there? What would happen? Uh, people wouldn't want to go see Robin Williams. But what was the reason for Would you want to go see that act? No, I wouldn't want to see that. Why not? Uh, because it's not the Robin Williams we know. Well, f but this is the act y you're doing now. You've thrown out the Fez Watley that you know. You've got to throw out the name, dude. You've got to get rid of the name. Well, I feel like the name is mine. Okay. So what? Are you honoring that name now? No, I haven't been. See, this is just getting back to honest answers. I'm waiting for him to shake, wiggle, move around, explain to me. But then, now it comes back to this fucking point of no. I have it. Uh... You have become that thing that you you feel is the only acceptable joke that you did earlier, which was what? White bread? Uh-huh. That's what you are now. You're, you're white bread. You say you're gay, but you're really white bread. That's the fucking thing. You really are the guy who goes to bed early and is bland. After coming out. This is what uh, was my concern about coming out. Um... Look who it is, our good friend, the blowhard. You know, from the minute I wake up in the morning, I'm offended at this life. I'm offended at this world. That is true. And if I, and if I even, like, allow it to bother me, we waste so much energy and time on such bullshit matters like words and speech and just mindless nonsense. Fez, you're a hero growing up. You always did the routine was Paul Lind. Uh-huh. He made a career out of acting gay. Rip Taylor made a career of being gay. The list goes on from Uncle Milty wearing a dress. Was he making fun of transsexuals, transgender? Was uh, Geraldine Flip Wilson, was that offensive, making fun of uh, people in dresses and doing a female voice? I mean, where do you stop laughing? Are you still laughing at these characters? I mean, your whole life you've loved Paul Lind. Yes, and, and he was gay. He was gay. Same with Charles Nelson Riley. It's humor, and it's fun, and fun is funny. And for you to sit there and say that, I mean, how you can be black, and it's okay to tell a black joke. But by the way, let me just bring this up about Paul Lynn. He was one of the most vicious motherfuckers exactly. ever. He was very People vicious. actually feared him because he was an unkind man. <laughs> so what? I'd rather be around a prick and laugh my ass off. So first, I've told you, you before. How do you justify that? How do you justify laughing and even doing your own Paul Lynn imitation, which was totally gay? The man was gay. He was able to do gay humor. That so doesn't okay, make sense. Then, for him to do gay humor... But if Why do you block other people out? Why do we have a caste system, a class system? It, would that be okay that, hey, uh, no one should be able to make fun of Donald Trump? 
unless you know what it's like to be a billionaire. No one should be doing billionaire humor except for billionaires. That's fucking stupid. And says you marked out black women when you used to do your Star Jones imitation. True. How many black women were listening saying, boy, I'm offended because Fez is doing a black woman? I thought it was hilarious. I don't give a shit. Like I said, if you allow this world, this life, everything in this life can offend. You just can't let it do that. You have to just laugh and say, fuck it, I don't give a shit. Because like I said, offensive, that's the minute you're born to the minute you die, this whole fucking life is offensive. And if you let it bother you, you're just going to like sit in the corner and it's it's just so ridiculous to waste energy on words. It's just a word to say faggot. It's just a word to say nigger. What are you doing? It's just a what word. Do, no, you so know what? You, you brought you know you brought up homophobic things before. So Everybody yes, you're completely. Show. It's always been like that. You know, Uncle Fezzi's pants puppets. True. No, no, you you had a fit. You had a fit. That there was a gay judge on the panel that was reviewing Prop 8. And that That's had right. nothing to do with comedy. Well, you you're, back just, away. you're just homophobic. So, yes, you're very comfortable no, using that word. But people who know me know me. And if you As a homophobe. On a, on a joke, well, oh. if you think that, that's fine. You see... I know people, it. I've heard your rants. Most people, when they hear racism, homophobe, they cower, and they're afraid. I'm not, because I know in my heart of hearts what I am. And in the region. People, and the thing is, if you can sit there and you can say words, and, and you can make jokes about uh, gays, and you can like people like Rip Taylor, people like, who've been making the gay humor thing so funny... So it's okay for a gay guy to make a gay joke. Wayland Flower and Madam. I mean, Flowers and Madam. How long can we... The list is long. Yes, when yeah, have I ever said Paul Lynn shouldn't have done gay jokes? But he does. He did. His whole character... And I never gay, said and he shouldn't. So he shouldn't have done it then. So maybe Paul right. Lynn defended he shouldn't people. Have. All right. Uh, this is just a way for a blowhard, the uh, homophobic, to get no, to use the I don't F think word. I don't think he's homophobic. He's totally I is. I don't think that's true. All. He's absolutely. He's from I Norway. I've more gay people in my so life white. than you ever known. You know, he was... Uh, he used that word with him? You know, he used I to go in nightclubs in the pre-AIDS days. Believe me, I've heard the word faggot by gay people more than I've heard it from straight people. Oh, Unbelievable! You You're go just, so you use Met. this as an excuse just to call in and you and keep dropping that word. No, no, because it's just absolutely. A word. Why are you letting a word, word up. bother you? It's just a. Word. It's just a word. I'm letting you bother me. You're the word. you're the one who said that uh, a judge shouldn't be able to do his job because he's gay. Yeah, because judges sometimes have to recuse themselves if there's a special interest. Why don't they the just court. excuse themselves? Why do they recuse? Well, I don't know, but they have to. A judge has to recuse. Then himself a judge a would have to. Then a straight judge would have to recuse himself as well, because it's about keeping marriage between a man no, and a woman. A judge, a judge, a straight judge would never be able to handle a divorce case then, because that's between two straight people. I will give you this. This is funny as shit. The bottom line is, it's just words. And the more you empower no these words, the more you're going to empower the idiots who use them. Right. It's just fun. This whole channel, this, this Opie and Anthony channel, is offensive, and that's why I love it. Because if some people can put it on and get offended, it's humor, it's funny, and the best thing about it is it's harmless. Nobody is malicious. Nobody speaks with malice. 
it's all ball breaking, like Ronnie said. All right, I just got a thing fun. from uh, Mafia Life Chris that says he's offended by the way we make fun of him and his family. Oh, yo, his tension's yeah, going on over here. Hey, 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 claims. Hey, hey, mozzarella. Right. And that's all you got to worry about. It's 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 not what the, what's said, it's hey. how it's used. You. It's it's intent. Look, Fez, the intent you had today. Can I tell you, you and Blowhard are, are friends, and I. I, I love like, Fezzi. I think he's great, and, I'm, and I support him 100%. That's great. That's nice and of you. And Fez, why don't you say the same? Weeks, I, I am not Fez. saying that same thing. Why not? Because he he's using his hobophobia to call... What is it, hobophobia? You don't like homeless people? I fucking hate those pieces of shit. Get a job. I box call Willie. Hobophobia <laughs> is fucking classic. Fez, you know in your heart of hearts that I'm not a, a true. homophobic. You know that, if I was, I uh, You probably don't even realize how much of one you are. Do you think Chris Stanley is one? No, I don't think so. I've heard him use the same words Blowhard did. Yeah, but in, in different contexts. I, I so do it, not think Chris... So it goes back to context. What you told us before wasn't the truth. What you're saying is context makes all the difference. Blowhard says actual hateful things. Yeah, I, I don't do think not, so. Like what? Like a gay judge can't do his job? All right, well, we've already been through that. The recuse. is different than jokes. And the what real did he say that? Calling up here using the F word just because you know. He said fuck. No, the other one. What word, Fez, that you use, faggot of the opera? Oh, oh shit. No. And that was oh, no. a long time ago. I Truth changed. Bomb. You changed, but it's still done. It's on the record. It's recorded. You've used that word. You've made pedophilia jokes. You've made all types of jokes, fat jokes. Women are ugly and stupid. Remember that line you used to always say? Yeah, you did. Yeah. You used to say stupid girl every time a fucking woman called their show. That wasn't nice. All right, let's... I said it wasn't nice. But you said it. Should you have been fired? Yeah. No. Why not? He offended women by saying women are ugly and stupid. Why 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 wasn't that fireable? I haven't said anyone should be fired. But I'm saying, you said that... You've that never said that people should be fired for things that they've said. I thought we were talking about Ashton Kutcher. Well, that fucking piece was pulled. But overall, you've said that people should be fired for things that they've said. The so-called dreaded F-word. You, you actually told me that the that the unmasked guest that we have this week, after seeing that trailer, that the movie shouldn't even be able to come out. Because the movie is going to make people shoot each other. All right, Blowhard. Fez, just think about really? it. Really? This has to just be a bit. Quick. What time are they coming in? About 15. All right. Uh, we got a break, Blowhard. we got a guest coming right, up a little guys. bit. Fez, I still love you. You can hate me all you want, but you know I'm not a homophobe. That's really great. I, mean, I don't know if that. If you want to walk in the AIDS He just walk, said it. Up, the AIDS walk, I will sponsor you. Wow. Big boss. Do bucks. it. Raise yeah. some money. Talk to you later. Help. Fez, you're going to lose another buddy there with Blowhard. That's going to go to Mikey D-Way. I don't want to lose Blowhard's friendship, but I'm also going to point out what he's doing. So you want to stay friends... With a with a, a hobophobe, you want to stay friends with him. Someone just can't stand the, the whole. It's not their fault they're homeless. Some of them have mental problems. I don't think so. I think they're just lazy. <laughs> I think they're lazy and they don't want to get up and go to the bathroom. Sounds like there's another hobophobe in here. <laughs> uh, we got a break here. 
quick break, right? Just quick, real quick. Uh, Fez, uh, how's he doing on the voting right now before we go to break? It's over on Good Question. You can vote. And by the way, this is a real good question today. Ethnic humor. 2.53%. It, it might have to do with two things, why your vote is so long. Might, because of the XL channel that you're on. Uh-huh. And then B, because you're so awful at getting a point across. Mm-hmm. That sometimes, when you're quiet, you do more help than when you're actually talking. How many laughs did you go for though, all that time? No, no, I was being very serious. This stuff matters to you, right? It matters. Yeah, it does. All right, why don't we pick that up when we get back? We'll drop all the fighting and yelling, and we'll find out what matters with Fez. Uh, we've got guests coming up in just a little bit. Uh, our buddies now, I would say. Yeah. Martin Sheen and Emilio Estevez are going to be stopping by Montefiore Show. I'm going to do a terrific show today, and I'm going to help people because I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and doggone it, people like me. It's the Ron and Fez show. You know, for the last couple of days, we've forgotten to do our plugs here. Uh, you could still win as part of our contest, our big, big summer movie contest. We've got to, and Chris? Yes. This is your new thing. Okay. You're going to be plug guy. All right, I'll fucking plug this shit up. Well, this shit has got to be plugged. We've got to forget. We've got to stop forgetting it. Okay. Uh, head on over to the iBang. Uh... Sign up, play, win. I already made a mistake because I took this Batman as the number one opening. Is there any way the Batman could beat your two hundred million? It's slim. It's. I think it might come close. It'll. I say the breaks one eighty, mm-hmm. but it'll fall short. That's. I'm going to go back and play using my dad's email address. Then. <sighs> Best of luck, Lee. This is going to be it. <laughs> uh, so make sure that you. Uh, that you go over there and get your friends to play as well. It's going to be a really, really cool contest and gives you, uh, for some reason, to pay attention to these opening annoying numbers. Yeah. I think we're running five minutes late on our guests. I just saw Laura. Yeah. So. And by the way, Chrissy Turlington is not in this building uh, because there's nobody down there. I don't know where she's doing that from or whether that was pre-recorded. Oh, I just weird. went by just to get a Chrissy, Chrissy Turlington just peek. A peek. So it must have been in off hours. Uh, I'm telling you right now, it comes off as off hours. Now, I did see a gay guy, Fez. Chopped. Chopped was in the hall. Yeah, Chopped is fucking rocking it. He lets them all know. People love and Chopped, too, huh? I like Chopped a lot. It's like Iron Chef, but you get three of them in a row. But you're kind of gay when you think about it, then, because you watch a lot of gay programming. That's true. I watch a lot. I mean, Ted Allen's all over the Food Network. I'm constantly watching that goddamn channel. Chopped? Chopped, yeah. He wants people to call him Chopped. <laughs> Yo, Chav, what up? Love the show. Uh, I actually, he was going down and he goes like, and he was talking to someone else and they were walking fast. And this is what he was saying to her. Really, all you need is some salt in the water with it. And you'd be surprised how well it works. And I'm like, the fucking guy has to still give people like shit to do in the hall. Yeah. You can't fucking just say, okay, dude, I'm off the air. I really don't want to do it. No, but I just, it it just doesn't ever comes out right. Chopped. Tell me how to get my shit together. Uh, you're going to be plug king then, right? King of the plugs, plug king. 
Make sure, because if you fuck up again, all right, okay. I'm going to go batshit. All right. I don't um, go batshit. Now, three o'clock snack today. I'm going to give that away right now. Right now? Yeah. It's fucking one i I'm not going to put it out there. I'm just going to tell you what it's going to be. Oh, okay. All right, well, something to look forward to then. Short shorts. Oh, shit. Who wears short shorts? We wear short shorts. Uh, Martin Sheen and Emilio Estevez are stopping by a little later on. Um, they did that movie that we liked. Now they wrote a book about the movie and their father and son um, experiences. And I will tell you this. These are two incredibly sweet people. Oh, I see this book is a lot different than the one I got. I think I got the one I got wasn't all... Oh, a galley? As yeah, it was say. more of a galley. Like, it was kind of shitty looking, the one that I read. And I'm like, <laughs> well, they must have thrown this together fast. But now that I look at the actual book, because I was going to bust their balls, I was going to say, dude, you guys made, like, maybe the ugliest book I ever saw in my life. Well, now we can avoid that. I got to be very careful before I judge people in their galleys. All right, I thought I, I would talk to you before they got here uh -huh. about your seriousness. You're all kind of upset right now. Yeah, it's, um, I mean, I know I'm really, really serious, but it's, you know, it's, right now the gay thing is a serious thing to me. Okay. And it just... What can we do to help, Fez? What can we do for you? To take you off of either being quiet or mad. Because a lot of times you're quiet. We're like, hey, how come you're not talking more? And then when you do talk, you're mad and you're being angry with some guy that you've known for 11 years. Be hard. Calling him names that you know he isn't. He might disagree with you politically on some things, but it doesn't mean that he's hateful person. Um, I'm See, I don't think he knows that he is. I don't think that he is. I think he's just a blowhard. He blows hard. You know, he talks. He loves to talk. Just fucking spouts that shit. But you don't think that he's hateful. Uh, do you want him in the football fantasy league this year? Well, where was he last year? Oh, did he win it? Or he won like, the men's division. And who beat him? Kathleen from the Bronx was a two-time... Jesus Christ, we stink. Fucking fantasy football. I can't think about it. Sorry if we brought it up because it's so far away at this point. Well, there won't be a football pretty soon. It's as good as done. Yeah, it's not it's looking good. The stuff I'm reading on it right now. They're just lying away to just crush it. Yeah. Yep. I think they fucked themselves up. I really do. Junior Seau. It's the final straw. Yeah, it is. Because everybody fucking love that guy. What would really be great is if Joe Namath shoots himself and says, my head's been killing me. <laughs> if that happens... Yeah, then they just shut down the league. It's over. Those football stadiums just become landfills. Look who it is. It's Mafia Life, Chris. I'm hearing rumors, man. Yeah. There's a little bit of tension earlier. A little dancing about this and that, the other thing. Hey, hey, 
Staten Island, hey, hey, Brooklyn, hey. So you're you're taking care of the sanitation right now, making it all sanitary. <laughs> Doing all this, hey. Hey, Tony Soprano over there. Hey, we're hey. taking this over in Staten Island. I was just thinking how much I miss you guys, and then I'm hearing that I'm being made fun of. You're just being made fun of Are because you? the foods that you eat, the way that you talk, and the fact of the way you treat your family like it's such a big deal. I know. Don't you understand? <laughs> this is my second cousin. It's blood. <laughs> my goddaughter, hey. Hey. Wine salute. Oh, salute. You a little out of line there, Christopher. I don't know why you're coming at me like that. Does that go for all stereotypical Italian Americans or just me? Your dick looks like a girl's gun. Oh. It's tiny. Chris. Uh, how are the children doing? Good. They keep passing back uh, colds back and forth. Is that right? Yeah, one got sick, the other one gets sick. Yeah, one sneezing, the other one's coughing, one goes back and forth to this to that. This way, that way. Oh, oh, oh. We just moved moved to a house, so my son and my two-year-old is enjoying the front front yard and everything. It's time for you to have a third child. What are you waiting for, family? Uh, Strong child. Hey! Masculine child. You need a son, another one. Lots of boys. I gotta wait till I make top pay. Kids are expensive. Where are you living now, Brooklyn? Dungeon. Yeah, I'm in uh, in Garrison Beach. It's nice. She can see your mother's house from the third window. That's true. My mother-in-law. Yeah. (laughs) Lives down the block now. Of course. Of course, that's not even a shock to me. <laughs> that's not even that's not a shock at all. How's everything yeah, I mean, going with the online business? It's nice. It's steady. Yeah. You know, I, well, I'm not rich yet. <laughs> I was hoping that it just completely exploded. Oh, I but thought you were uh, in the sanitation business for fun. <laughs> <laughs> like to stay busy. No, I just like to keep the streets clean. You know, <laughs> like a vigilante. Yeah. <laughs> Who's that masked man who took the can away? It's a garbage guy. Actually. Hey, yeah. hey, you got a little out of line there, whoa, Christopher. Whoa, whoa. What I yeah, say? You guys aren't, you're not recycling properly. Right. <laughs> All right. All right, Chris. I miss you guys, man. We miss you, too. You got some cannolis. That'd be great. Yeah. Do me a favor. Wash your hands first, all right? You got it. All right. Come Take see care. us sometime, buddy. Hey, yo, bye. All right, take care. There they go. Dungeon. There they go. Dungeon's over. That was Tench. That was a little bit of Dungeon. No more, though. You got a little out of line with him. Everything's everything's worked out. You know what? What's that? You need to pay him a little tribute. Reach in there, grab a a roll of hundreds. Oh, wet his beak? Yeah, let him wet his beak a little bit. Hey, mob, gangster, mafia, whack, hey, yo, meatball, hey, hey, Brooklyn's got the best bread ever. Forget about it, oh. Hey, Coney Island's beautiful this time of year. Bed sty, do or die. Hey, yo, pasta, mafia. Notice the Fest? 
No, it's all positive stuff. How is that positive? We're acting like a, like they're fucking in it. <laughs> we're acting like it's being proud of Brooklyn. The, it's the, b- big the way we're happy acting, families. The way we're acting, you couldn't be more retarded than if you were Italian. <laughs> if you're an Italian from Brooklyn, you're that's a seriously. You know that a doctor would say, "We thought your child was retarded, but it's just Italian." A <laughs> yo e bing bang boom. It's not forming vowels correctly. You know what? This is an Italian kid here. This kid's mentally fucking retarded. <laughs> That's... You gotta get fucking out. Your son is so retarded, I don't think he's ever gonna rise above sanitation. Union job, though. Union. Hey, union, right? Bennies. You get bennies. Hey, I got my bennies right now. I'm going to fake sick and take a week <laughs> off of myself. Overtime, like what? Okay. Did Chris ever tell you what they have to do to find out what shift they work? Yeah, they all like go to like the same spot, and then it's like fucking, I don't know, like almost like, like, bing- like a bingo board or some track. shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a trap. <laughs> Every time you figure out your fucking, your, your shift is like figuring out a trifecta. Yeah, it's fucked up. A yo a a. Where you going, Fuzzy? Just to check on something. All right. <laughs> there he goes. Look at him. Off he goes, walking with his oh, papers. Over there, over there. Nice little fagula checking on <laughs> whether or not a hey, Amelia West Devez Martin Sheen. Nice little book you Love, written here. Loved you and Young Guns. Uh-oh, who's this? Hope Elderman, get a white lady to help you write this up, right? <laughs> These guys are uh, they're Spanish and Irish. Nice. Yeah. Or black Irish, as it was sometimes known. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was Because that of the Armada crashed. They crashed, and they just did a lot of... They do so much fucking. They pump so much sperm into that little island, hence Black Irish. It changed the island forever. Maybe I gotta tell you a story here, alright? Okay. It's called The Mouse Who Kept Fucking Around Too Much <laughs> That Somebody Put a Bullet in Its Head. Alright? There's this mouse. Yeah. He think. Intention. What are you sneaking in for? What do you got? What's changed? Audible.com. That's all I got to come up with. Hey. They ready to come in? Uh, in just a moment. Are you doing gay voice when you talk to people? I'm using my voice. Yeah, but gay it up a little bit. I like people to know that, it, you know what I mean? I get along very well with the gays. Like, he's doing very well. He's got a gay producer. Oh, wow. Mr. Baddington will be right with you. (laughs) All right, let me tell you something. This is a story, right? right? Okay. It's about the caterpillar who snitched (laughs) and ended up getting squashed. Right? That's why you never talk. All right. I don't know who was a butterfly around here. Nobody, probably. I know caterpillars are having some serious conversations. All I seen was you. The only person I see today is a cop. Now, please, get off the stoop. <laughs> you're the only person I've talked to when you were a cop. All right, so anyway, uh, 
Martin Sheen, Emilio Estevez. Who doesn't love these guys? They're the best. Uh, they did the the movie called The Way, which we loved. That Emilio directed, uh, Martin uh, starred in, and then they wrote a book about their experiences. It's like a dual biography. They got into a bunch of stuff, Chris. That's awesome. Stuff in a way that you and I are afraid to talk about. Oh, you know wow. what I mean? Wow. Love. Oh, that's Love. sweet. Yeah. Love between generations. So, uh, we're going to do a giveaway, right? That's right. For the yeah. first responders, mm-hmm. it's going to be at Emilio The Way. At Emilio The Way on Twitter. On Twitter. Um, we'll be. Oh, let's bring him in. Martin Sheen, Emilio Estevez. Estevez in studio with us along the way uh, the journey of a father and son the book is out now it's good to see you guys uh, Martin I just had Sissy Spacek in here just now last week she was oh. in here and she's written a new book about her I career heard. yeah and talked about the first time that you guys uh, did a scene together Electricity. Oh Just my! Electricity. I adore her. Yeah, yeah. we we were uh, the two of us were uh, uh, you know united for Badlands, Terrence yeah. Malick's first uh, film, and we met. Uh, she, I was doing an audition for the film. She had already been hired, right? And she was so kind and helpful to me, and uh, I, I adore her, and I've I've loved her from the moment I saw her. Well, they didn't let you know, but the, after that audition, they were going crazy. They were so happy, but I'm sure they kept it from you. They didn't so say a word, they, yeah, man. Right. It was weeks and weeks. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. they could probably negotiate money down, but at the time, <laughs> what, what money? <laughs> what money? <laughs> you know, I will say this: yeah. it is the only film I've done in my life that I actually saw the back end. Oh, is that right? Yeah, it paid off. Uh, All four dollars. <laughs> I made more for in per diem than I did in salary while wow. we were filming for four months. But uh, after the film was uh, premiered at the uh, film festival here in New York City in 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 uh, in 1974, mm-hmm. we made it in 72, and it was released in 74. Warner Brothers b- bought it and paid enough to pay our back end, and it's the only film that I've had. Uh, uh, payback, what uh, so-called, uh, we, we right. call it the back end. Right, know. the back end deals are not all they're cracked up to be. No, right? they're not. No. Amelia, though, you're a director, you go back and watch that film, and it's phenomenal. It's right? inspiring. Yeah. It's inspiring. It's uh, it, it's a gentle film, as violent as it yeah. is, it's still a very uh, gentle film, and it, it just, it, the, the exploration of humanity throughout it, and, and, and the, the juxtaposition of man and nature, and that's what Terry has become really famous for, mm-hmm. uh, but, but uh, to, to see it in that film, I think it's still his best film. Uh, today. Oh, I, 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 every time I watch that film, it's almost like I'm watching it for the first time. Yeah, every yeah, single time. Our friend uh, Matt Clark, who's in uh, 
the way he he plays the rabbi slash yeah. priest. He gives me the rosary on the way. Uh, he he saw Badlands and called uh, Terrence Malick a cinema poet. Right, wow, that's and perfect. And that's the best description. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amelia, this film that you did, the way uh, you guys talk about this in the book, being a, it was a father and son coming together. When you go into a film, though, as a director, you really don't have any idea what is really going to be till the end, though, right? I mean, you're really every single day. I guess you're rolling. You the anticipate yeah. what, what's going to uh, happen, and you hope that it, that it comes close to what you anticipate. But you're right; it's uh, it's uh, as much anticipation as you may have. Mm-hmm. Things usually go wrong, or differently, mm-hmm. and <laughs> and you have to adjust. And uh, and and when you're making films for very low budgets, like I often do, right? Uh, you have to adjust uh, moment to moment. Why Why do you choose to make your own kind of films and do it that way? Why don't you say to yourself, I've been around Hollywood long enough, let me find the, a film that we know the studio wants to get behind and throw money behind. Why not hire yourself out like that? Well, as you know, most Hollywood films uh, are made by committee, mm-hmm. and that is because you're answering to uh, uh, the stockholders. You're answering to uh, forces bigger than just the actual making of the film. You've got to deliver on so many different levels that uh, you don't really have any autonomy as a director. You mm-hmm. You're not really a storyteller. You're basically a babysitter. And when I want to get beat up like that, I go off and do episodic TV, right. uh, which which is a which is a three yeah. week commitment. You're in and you're out. Uh, the writers and the producers and 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 the network is are there telling you what to do and how, how you should do another take and and that's the agreement you agree to when you mm-hmm. when you sign up for those. But when you're when you're a filmmaker, less and less. Uh, are we're seeing in, in theaters these days uh, uncompromised visions by directors, yeah. uh, by filmmakers, by storytellers. It, it's they're they're compromised to a, to a certain degree to the point where we're now uh, I think uh, uh, we're not seeing great stories being told by great filmmakers anymore. Uh, if they want to get in that, a lot of these guys when they if they want to get into that game, they want to uh, make these films that cost a hundred, two hundred million dollars, and again they forfeit uh, a lot of times their vision. Yeah, because it also costs that much to market it after exactly. the fact. So all exactly. this money has to be mm-hmm. paid off. Mm-hmm. Uh, Martin, did you want your kids to follow into this business? When you, <laughs> did you <laughs> Frankly, say? no. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, yeah. I, I didn't discourage them. I, uh, you know, as, as you, you, you learn from the book, I, we, we dragged them everywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we wanted uh, them to experience the world uh, as we were experiencing it. And we, we've disrupted their lives on a lot of levels, but we always felt we were giving them uh, opportunities that they might only uh, appreciate later. Yeah, and I hope that 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 was the case. But it wasn't always. But you know, they they were torn apart. Well, my parents also insisted that you f- and and believed that for the family to stay together, we physically had to stay together. Yeah, and so my father insisted, or his agents did, that there were always six plane tickets. There was always provision or bus for, tickets or bus depending. tickets or wherever <laughs> wherever the location was. We yeah. were tasked of packing up and and going. And mm-hmm. and the advantage of that, it wasn't. We didn't take vacations, for instance. We 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 had full immersion courses in whatever country we were we were traveling to yeah so it was you know three weeks in in uh italy and and five uh i'm sorry uh, three uh, three months in italy and five months in the philippines and you know a month and a half in india uh it was 
it, it was full immersion. Yeah. But mm -hmm. there's your memories of your whole childhood. And you, right. you don't really remember being home and watching TV and all the boring stuff that happens in childhood. You remember vacation-type memories. That's I, right. This mm -hmm. strange thing. What was always great between fathers and sons is you've got to go back and check because you each have different memories about yeah. those. Mm -hmm. And you guys get through that in this book where <laughs> you remember things quite differently. Yeah, it's extraordinary because we were, you know, Hope uh, Edelman was the uh, glue for the mm -hmm. whole book. She interviewed us individually and gave us the manuscripts and, and implored us to, you know, to make changes or to, to, to make a, another, uh, you know, an additional uh, contribution, which we both did. But we didn't interfere with each other's uh, right. memory. Or, and astonishingly, uh, we were so close. It was rare yeah. that we were off a centimeter remembering important events uh, that affected our lives. Uh, and, and that was, uh, you know, uh, it was very comforting. To know we shared exactly the same memory of but something. There's uh, a confidence that you guys have with each other. Well, you'll say, my dad let me down at this point, or yeah. I couldn't believe that Emilio didn't come through <laughs> yeah, yeah, for yeah. me. And this, <laughs> this, you have to have a, a, a feeling of safety before you can make those kind of statements. Yeah, well, that, <laughs> or just not read the book. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the better uh, idea. Uh, yeah, that well, might be the better well, idea. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I, I learned a lot about uh, how I was perceived, in yeah. his, particularly in his adolescence. I had no idea. We right. learned a lot of stuff. Sure. Uh, some of it not pleasant, but some of it very gratifying. Uh, and we talked about this earlier, uh, about how uh, it, there was no point in not writing an honest book. Right. You know, if you're not going to be honest about it, there's no point in it. The, 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 I guess one of the most gratifying things is, is, is I read his memory of me in certain instances, and they're not always pleasant. At least I know that I, that's who I was. That's not who I am. Yeah, that I did sure. grow to a certain uh, extent, that, uh, and it was very clear uh, that he was far more mature in, in, than I was uh, uh, during his adolescence, uh, unfortunately, because of my uh, immaturity and my, my drinking, you know, and my yeah. disappointment in myself and my rage and my, um, you know... My well, you had, both of you had kids when you were young. Yeah. And mm -hmm. that... You know, you get a lot of energy when you do that. You have the energy to be yeah. there. Changes but, the narrative. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> of your life. Yeah. 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 But you also make those kind of mistakes that young guys make. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. A lot of yeah. guys now will wait until they're well in their 40s before they'll have kids. Right. You yeah. know? Yeah. Uh, but you can't get rid of that. That happens. Because in a way, you guys grew up together That's in, true, in yeah. many ways. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I grew up with my son, son. Yeah. Yeah. and, and mm -hmm. daughter in the, in the mm -hmm. very same way. So mm -hmm. I, I, in many ways, mirrored his experience as yeah. a young father growing up in the city. Now, I always thought of, uh, of, of Emilio as a younger brother. Right. I never thought of him as a yeah. son, you know. Well, there's a, a part of the book where he's five years old, and you guys live on the Upper West Side, and you let him go out <laughs> in the streets of New York. But he daily, no, he did, but, he, but it was, that was daily. Right? <laughs> Not getting mugged daily, but, uh, but, but he, they, they didn't... Uh, you, it, was a different, it was a different time. Yeah, yeah do you totally realize different. you would lock someone up for letting a five-year-old uh, walk around New York today? Yeah, but you know, how long ago was that? It was 45 years right. ago. You know, it was a different city, yeah, a different the, time. Yeah, you know. the New York was really nice in the 1960s. Yeah, parents didn't didn't yeah, helicopter you didn't worry over there, right? Right? Yeah, you, you knew everybody in the neighborhood, right? You know, and you looked after each other. Mm -hmm. That's the way it was, you know. 
Uh, but it is amazing to to look back over those type of things and and go, well, I don't, I don't get the chance to do it. But most of us, I think, what happens is father and son's relationship is we tend to whitewash it, whatever mm-hmm. happened, particularly where alcoholism is involved in. Mm-hmm. I've lived through it uh, mm-hmm. on a couple different levels. So I wish I would have made changes earlier sure. yeah. as well. But if you're upfront about that, then you get to pass that knowledge along. It's true. Know? And you know, uh, recently I was telling my wife if I could get some or most of the pain, the hurt, or the the damage that I did mm-hmm. to my children before I died, if I could just get all that expunged with some miraculous uh, uh, event. And she said, well, even if you could do that, there would be other things equally damaging right. that you would have done that you, you you know nobody gets out of here with a clean slate you know it's mm. it's called life and sometimes it's very messy and clumsy and mm-hmm. that's what it is and that, that you can't live it any differently than you, you you did you can't change the past you can only uh, uh, hope that uh, you know what you did was was in some way a positive thing because you changed you yeah mm-hmm. and for you Amelia when you look back I think the first real sign of adulthood is when you're with your kids and you're ripping off lines that you heard when you were younger. <laughs> of, course. You know what I mean? of course. You're just yeah. doing those things. But then you also had, as that's <clears throat> happening with your raising kids, you had a career that you were approaching. That's right. The positive things that he did, you're trying to emulate, but then some of the negative things to step back from. That's right. You know? I mean, it's sort of like that, that old saying, uh, you can't uh, uh, blame... Uh, kids for what they didn't ask to be taught right right mm-hmm. and so i was taught a lot of things by him that were just uh, you know i i just felt i i owned through osmosis mm-hmm. uh and had no control over until i could step back and say wait a minute you know i'm th- this is a this is a, a behavior pattern that i have an opportunity to to break mm-hmm. and how about we look at that how about we uh, uh, not uh, go into a rage spiral as I saw him go into uh, very often a, a, as a kid. Um, so, so you make different choices because you want to influence your children differently. Right. And I hope that I did. You know, my kids obviously saw me get angry mm-hmm. and and will again. Um, but they're older now, and they understand. Hopefully, they understand. Uh, that wonderful thing that he just said this is this life this clumsy life that we're all struggling through and 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 uh, tripping over and and uh, trying to figure out as we live it but yeah. even hearing you know when he was talking about uh, getting to the point where his children could forgive him i see the way that you're looking at him during that he's reached out a long time ago a long you. time ago yeah yeah and yet you can see that it hasn't really sunk completely in mm. yeah you know that's the strange right. thing I said, again to get back right. into this it's mm-hmm. hard to accept uh some things it has, it's hard to accept forgiveness and it's also hard to accept success particularly yeah, when right. it comes along mm-hmm. and for me to hear about you thinking that you were unsuccessful is crazy to me because i know the roles that you've done mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. uh, at the time that you thought that you were probably you're most unsuccessful i would have said mm. there's a successful man you know what i mean <laughs> well you know uh we were talking earlier about do we have an effect on people there's no way you can know for good or ill mm-hmm. and you really are not even 
uh, always aware that you're affecting change within yourself. Right. You know? <laughs> That's hard enough to do. You know, you ask yourself, am I an honest person? Do I lead an honest life? You know, and, and you can believe you do, but there could be uh, any number of, uh, of people that observe you and say he's nothing but a liar. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I'm, what I'm struggling, just to go back to yeah. the, the measure of success and how do you measure yeah. a success or failure, uh, I, I'm always uh, really moved by how your father described success. It wasn't about how much money you had or what you owned. Yeah. It was about your health and how, how was your relationship with your family. Yeah, and if both true. of those things were intact, you were mm -hmm. a successful man. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And I, I think men have to have some connection to work. Whatever it is, yeah. I'm not saying you have we to make, make a lot of money, but we you have things. to yeah. right. do good True. work yeah. and some kind of respect of your peers. People who do what you do go, well, that guy's a professional. You mm. know what I mean? That guy yeah. will deliver the goods. He won't let you down. Mm. And I think you guys have always had that, you know? Uh, both mm. of you have had that. Uh, I think it's so interesting that when you worked for Francis Ford Coppola in, in Apocalypse Now, that your son ended up working for him not that many years That's later. That's true, yeah. Isn't that yeah, insane yeah, when yeah. you really... At the yeah. time, it felt like a generation or whatever had passed. Yeah. But what was it, five or six About years? Just a few yeah. years. Yeah, yeah between yeah. those two films. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. right. Um, was that nerve-wracking for you to go and see him? <laughs> well, I, I think he was, yeah, he, he was going to be in... in in the country, he wasn't yeah. leaving. He wasn't leaving <laughs> <laughs> the confines of the yeah. lower forty-eight. So yeah. I, I felt comfortable for him. I think he'd be okay. You know. And you know what's interesting? Something that's left out of the out of the book, which is uh, the first movie. It wasn't wasn't The Outsiders, but it was the first time I went to Tulsa for a film called Tex, mm -hmm. which is what, what I did mm -hmm. for a film I did with Matt Dillon. I, it was my first location, and uh, I'm getting on the plane, and who do I end up sitting next to? Is Terrence Malick. Wow, uh, which mm -hmm. I thought was kind of interesting and one of those little mm -hmm. sort of okay uh, mm -hmm. I think I'm on the right mm -hmm. path here yeah, d right yeah now you have to work with him right yeah, but, you were uh, in his but, first movie oh right yeah yeah, yeah but, yeah, uh, but as an adult mm -hmm. uh, but you for a guy that is not as religious as your dad you are open to signs you do through your work will be open to there's a, an outside force of things that happen. We well, you know the Amish have a saying, and that is that uh, when your hands are in the soil, when your hands are in the earth, is when you're uh, was when you're closest to God. Mm -hmm. And my hands are in the soil every day, literally. Um, and so I have a different sense of um, my place uh, on the planet, my place in terms of my own personal spirituality. I, I feel like I have not uh, declared myself mm -hmm. as my father has. But I, I live a very spiritual life. You're open to mystery. Mm -hmm. You're I'm open. open. I, yeah. Of course. This is, uh, that's, that isn't, isn't that what life is all about? Yeah. It's mm -hmm. the great mystery. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, I'll go back to the Coppola thing, which I didn't know. You turned down the third Tulsa movie that he did. Which that's right. I was I, tired of Tulsa <laughs> at the time. I was like, okay, I'm done with Oklahoma. <laughs> I'm I, I love Oklahoma. Yeah. I love Tulsa, but I, I had to get out of there. <laughs> but, uh, but, there was, but there was not much of a raise being offered. Right. And I think it was uh, the drivers were making more money than I was, <laughs> and, and they were going to continue been to. have a teamster. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. That's right. I picked the wrong profession. I should have been a teamster. Those guys are always yeah. working. There you that's go. Right. Those yes. guys stay working. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, you've lived a political life as well, and your kids have grown up about around that um, too. So, is that another thing, Martin, for you that you feel like you need to give back? Is this all part of the work for you? Well, I don't think of it as uh, uh, 
political per se, mm-hmm. and and I I say that you know knowing that you know you you can't breathe the air without it being a uh, a political Poli- act if yeah. somebody's polluted the air, you know. Uh, but I I I think of my involvement in in issues uh, uh, as being. Uh, um, uh, 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 social justice, you mm-hmm. know, that we're called to stand with the uh, marginalized and speak for the voiceless if we, if we have a position uh, to do that. And, and it's incumbent upon us to do that. And that's how we grow. Yeah. We, we can only really grow by serving others. And it's just a natural inclination. Uh, inclination to, uh, I think you should have a uh, serious uh, XM show. Uh, oh, I, you, I, I mean, I tune into that. I, you, right? I mean, I get it in the car. Would be something <laughs> About, I don't so know about I'll that. I'll walk you right yeah. down the hall, and I'll make the deal happen. No, you won't get paid as much as a know. teamster, but we'll make the deal happen. Um, Could I see the book there? Yeah. You have a car. I just wanted to check something. Go on, yeah. go on. I won't, just, I won't stop you. But, you know, I was just thinking, too, that even that when you're talking about a life of service, uh, that can still be controversial, where you'll still end up losing some of the people who would be going the other stuff. That's um, right. It's uh, amazing. To me, to, to see that, that that could happen that way, and we would watch him, you know, on TV get arrested. I call yeah. my mom. My mom says, "Yeah, there he is again, getting dragged off." And he'd be in the middle of reciting uh, a Tagore poem. Yeah, and he would look like this raving lunatic. And because you know, <laughs> given just the right. soundbite and 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 the photograph or the or the whatever clip they had, uh, you out of context, he did look mad. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, but to finally to really understand where he was coming from uh, has given me a great sense of pride. And you didn't get that in your kind of party down teen years. You're like, what is Not he really, doing? What's he doing? We live in Malibu. Why can't we enjoy, you know? At what age do you think before you start to figure out this is who my dad is and it's not such a bad thing? When, when, you got when uh, he became the honorary mayor of Malibu uh-huh. and he declared Malibu a nuclear-free zone and a haven for the homeless... And he got the attention of Rush Limbaugh, who started organizing busloads of homeless people to drive to Malibu to show up at yeah. my mother and father's house. When that happened, when I realized that he had the attention of this idiot, that uh, uh, he, I realized he was on to something pretty important, and, uh, and, and he was a pretty righteous cat. And that's when you're like, I'm ready to stand shoulder to shoulder with this guy. You know, the other thing that happened to you in the 80s is... When your career starts to shoot up like that, and you're in the same business as your dad, it's the first time that those competitive feelings start to pop up. That's right. Was that comfortable for you, or was that somewhat nerve-wracking to see that happen? You know, for me, um, I, 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 was, I pro- was probably less uh, conscious about it than, than he was. Yeah. Because I was sort of doing my thing and right. and 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 working, and I, I wasn't really giving it a whole lot of thought because I, I I didn't feel competitive with him. Yeah. Now it may have been the other way around. Right. But um, did you feel competitive? A bit, maybe. You talk about it in the book. I mean, but I know that. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I well, no, I never really felt good competitive. Just plain jealous. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> this movie opened how much he's getting calls again but you know what's weird too is like you're growing up your friends were all telling like Rob Lowe's career was blowing up Sean Penn these are that's guys right. that you more or less grew up with that's right and mm. it must have been somewhat of a bubble 
I guess, at that time of not really getting reality because guys from the same neighborhood all shouldn't be becoming film stars at the same time. It shouldn't happen that way. It, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, 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 what are the odds? Right. Right. Uh, probably a billion to one. Right. If, if, if not yeah. more. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was, a, it was anomalous for sure. But we, uh, it, it wasn't, not to us yeah. for some reason not to us uh it was it was as if we were all we we all knew what we wanted to do and we were in fact making it happen and your house was kind of the clubhouse for those kids right a bit yeah yeah, yeah. uh but it is amazing and you know all those guys growing up and knowing Martin Sheen when they were kids that there are so many of them doing good work Rob Lowe's doing good work Sean Penn is still Sean Penn I mean he's amazing mm-hmm. and it's all these kids grew- this is what, this mm-hmm. is almost like having your entire little league team go on to the majors right yeah Cooperstown at this yeah. point right <laughs> it was yeah yeah mm. uh all this is uh written about in uh the book by the way you have to see the way and Thank that's uh, available now but the um you can check that on DVD and Blu-ray. Uh, and we also did an audible uh, version of this, where he read his chapters and I read, I read mine. One of the most difficult things I've ever had to do <laughs> as an actor just to read yeah, my own words. Difficult. I said, "Wait yeah. a minute!" And I, yeah. I wrote this. I, this is, yeah. These are my thoughts. Why yeah. is it? And you're in the studio, right? Much like the studio we're sitting in now. And you're sitting there, and you got headphones on you, and you, there's a director there, and you're reading, and all of the the words literally start to fall away from you, <laughs> and you're trying to catch them. And uh, it took us a week. In wow. separate studios yeah, to did, do yeah. to do the mm-hmm. book mm-hmm. on tape and mm-hmm. uh, and and uh, it's I, th- I think it's a, a pretty good listen. Yeah, these mm-hmm. are gr- and it's great now because you can download this on uh, Amazon or Audio uh, Audible dot com and it's a place to listen to it while you're working out mm-hmm. or anything that you're doing. Hey, it's great to have you guys stop by again. And Thank we'll, you. Would you mind if I just read a little bit? From yeah, the book? I love that. In fact, it's a poem called Emilio, written by uh, Charles Frank Lawton. Uh, who's still with us? He's a, 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 he was a, a teacher and uh, a, a, a poet and a very close friend. He and his wife Penny. We used to babysit for them. And the night that Emilio was born, I called him and, and said, "Hey, we had a son. What's he, what's his name?" I said, "Emilio." Oh, I like that. And 24 hours later, he handed me this poem. He came into uh, the room at the hospital here in New York. Emilio is 24 hours old, and he wrote this poem. May I read it to sure, you? It's in the book. So. He, he gave us permission to publish it. Emilio, many nights I would walk down that street and look up to the rooftops, and a voice would fall from somewhere calling, Emilio. Emilio must have been a great bandit, a nocturnal glad- gadfly. A purple desperado, yes, a bandit many times. Sometimes that voice would bring rain, and I'd put up my collar. Sometimes it would stop before I reached the corner and die in the face of a summer sky. Always it ran in ancient blood down my own veins. Sometimes I'd hear it till I hit the big ave, till I turned the corner, and like a toy when the spring is sprung, I sped, shot zigzag down the lights of the city. When I came home... I knew I, too, had only Emilio, only the calling. When I left, when I moved, just a suitcase, I watched the voice bequeath its last colors to the setting sun and unlit the whole street. I watched my hands grow dark. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's amazing poem, uh, and it's also amazing reading. It's like Jack Kerouac and James Dean just came together. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Martin Sheen yeah. and Emilio Estevez. It's always great to see you. Great. Thanks Thank so much. You. Thanks so much. Yeah.
the ferry boat dock things. They ran it completely over. There's the people truck. swimming. The, the ducks, they're filling off your duck. There's got to be 50 people in the river. In the river, lady. In the river, lady. I just want to do a poem that I wrote the night Chris Stanley was born. Oh, wow. Chris Stanley. Nicotine-stained fingers. Bedding sheet empty. Alcoholic. Drug addict. But loyal to girlfriend. I like that last part. Do you really like Quiznos as much as you say? Or did you burp something out during the break? Mm. Good stuff. Guess you do like Quiznos. You four-hoofed prick. All right. That last part is just fucking mean. I can't understand. All I hear is Quiznos. Quiznos, 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 baby. Uh... We're going to do a giveaway here. The Twitter account is uh, at Emilio The Way. They're the sweetest people in the world, by the way. Fantastic. Second time they've stopped by here. Uh, Martin Sheen and Emilio Estevez. First responders, it's at Emilio The Way. And we will uh, pick out a winner by the end of the show today. Now... I didn't want to get into it three, too early, but I think we had to push the 3 o'clock um, snack up a little bit. Yesterday's snack, massive. People loved it. Under boobs, baby. It's big. Under boobs. I really, I hope today's is uh, bigger, but while we're waiting for it, go look at under boobs from yesterday. Okay. That alone can get you going. Um, there, Jack, you're on the Run of Fez show. It's looking like you Ronnie, you're the man. Great interview with the with the Sheen. Oh, I just they're they're so sweet. But I really, if I could look back on it, when he goes, do you mind if I read a poem? I should have just went no, <laughs> no, not here, dude. You're not going to pull that '50s beatnik stuff with me. That bullshit, Marty. Take it outside. That I, I wish you could have had uh, heard them laughing, because uh, when they came in, they said hi to Chris Stanley, and Martin goes, "Don't get up," and then I did the joke. He hasn't gotten up since the eighties, and I don't know why. I loved it. Martin Sheen took a knee on that. He actually had to take a knee. Oh, it was solid shit. Yeah. Hey, any ch- any chance we can uh, get Friar Chris to uh, desperate times call for desperate measures? So I'll see if Friar Chris can say a hail mary for the Flyers tonight. Well, that's a jinx, in my opinion. Um, I don't even know. No, we got to turn shit around, though, Ron. Come on. Why are you even bringing this stuff up? God, just do it quick, Chris. Hail Mary, full of grace. God be with you. <laughs> What's so funny? I don't know the fucking words. Don't start cursing in the middle of it. No, nah, come on. Hail Mary, full of grace. Lord be with you. Our Lord is with you. Our Lord is with you. I will be done. Bless it. What? Bless it. Blessed be thy. Blessed art thou. Blessed art thou. The... Blessed art thou among women. How do you okay. not know blessed, this? Blessed art thou among women. Thy will be done. Do you, do you know what? Just forget it. I really don't if know. If you don't want to do it, don't I do, do it. I do. Well, 
you know what? This guy's making me do this fucking prayer. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't well, know the words. Don't... I'm not a good Catholic. Why right? you... I know the two. Why do you say you're a Devils fan? I no, ain't a Devils don't... fan. It's coming off that way. Fuck that, baby. I don't. By the way, the I always go old school. I don't do the newer, you know, prayers where you're allowed to throw dude in the middle of it. I don't <laughs> believe in that. What? Do really? That's you're allowed to do that sometimes. Um. Memory's shot, man. All right, the uh, I believe the memory isn't shot. You just were raised like a goddamn pagan. I went to fucking Catholic school, right? Or at least the uh, communion school classes. But I wasn't very good at learning stuff. Did you get your first communion? I got my f wait. Well, there's two of them. Let's start with a C. There's communion and there's confirmation, right? right. Communion comes first. Yeah. I got my first communion. You got plenty. And I didn't get confirmed, forget, though. Forget confirmed. That's stupid. <laughs> what are you going to do? Take an extra name? No. You're good. All right. Nice. Um, a lot of stuff is up on the site today. Short Shorts is just amazing. All right. I would say, you know, yesterday we did the underboob thing that did so well, but this is almost like undercheek. Oh, yeah. Especially when they pop out just mm -hmm. a little bit. You just get a little taste. It's almost better than seeing bare ass. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, it's a little tease, isn't it? All right, those will even look No, I don't shorts. know if this will be big enough for Rorschach. Um, but check it out. It's up there right now. And compare. We should probably, you know, compare the underboob with the undercheek. Okay. Some of these, like that girl there, there's not even enough ass there she should worry about. Mm-mm. And I already promised Fez I would get the underball, but then I found out, <sighs> like, a blowhard that is somewhat... Offensive. Uh, don't like that. I just want to go over this thing. By the way, it's Emilio, um, the way. Emilio. Martin the way. Sheen. He's raising his kids in Malibu. In the seventies, he comes home. They he attacks him back and forth with. Oh, I thought I got a text. Why are you doing underneath? Why are you hiding? Mine is right out here. If I have to text, I do it in front of you. I'm not living a lie. You're still in the closet, my friend. What up, Instagram? He's sneaky. Uh, and the Sheen family sees it as well. It's not just me. Or the Estevez family is what they really are. But I want to go over this with you. Can you imagine this? So Martin Sheen, he's got, you know, big pool in the backyard. And all the kids like to come around and swim in the pool. Here's who was in his pool. And none of these kids are famous yet. Sean Penn. Uh, Chris Penn. Rob Lowe. Uh... And Chad Lowe. And then, of course, uh, his own kids, Charlie and Emilio. These six kids, That's and they would start shooting movies together. It's a fucking pool full of talent. All those, yeah, all those kids went on and made big, big money. Fucking shit. Oh, that Malibu is fucking impressive. At least that one pool in the backyard. That's why I said I was really, I was like, this is like seeing your Little League team go on to Cooperstown. It really is amazing. That's the shit. And I love that line. I hope he steals it and yells it out one night at one of his meetings, one of his 12 steps. He pushed me till I had a heart attack, kid. I don't judge a man by the size of his wallet! Um, how about him reading a poem to us, though? That was, that fucking... was crazy. Never thought that I'd be in that this fucking situation where Mark right. Sheen's reading... No one does. What the fuck? I mean, now I'm going to have a new thing. Like, people, I want them to sing to me. Now I'm going to have a new thing for, uh, read a poem to me. 
Anyway, I would also change that to pool of talent or talent pool. Nice. Now, let me take you back to the same era. There's Chris Stanley and his friends. Yeah. Well, now one's a junkie. Mm -hmm. One's a coke dealer. Yeah. Another one's a pimp. <laughs> Some. Two are services. in jail. Yeah. Five are in the fucking graveyard. Well, yeah. Well, you mix the pills. Dying from the other people. Their own friends. So, uh, anyway, we're going to give one of these uh, away. At Emilio the way. Good folks, that Estevez family. Let's get... Um, I don't know whether you saw the reason not to do PCP, but well, you're an ass man, I notice. Well, it's, you it's, go through the asses hard. It's short shorts. You're going to... Jesus Christ. That looks like a porn star. Got good news for you. What's that? For a change, 3 o'clock snack is Rorschach approved. Wow. We don't always get that. Finally, Rorschach. But then again, Rorschach, I don't judge a man by the size of his wallet. <laughs> you gotta come. Well, I guess if you live long enough, you see everything, huh, Gecko? Pop, you got to calm a down. A luggage handler is now going to run the airlines. It's going to be good for the airlines. And they Dad. came into Egypt. <laughs> That's my Martin Sheen laugh. I hope it works for you. I like that he wanted to smoke in the fucking hotel, hospital room. Well, like he said, <clears throat> the man in the black pajamas is worthy. Charlie's out there in the woods. We should have brought him into the end. Just fucking just started. Oh, I should have installed the fucking goddamn yeah. <laughs> silly fan. Saigon again. Every day I'm here, Charlie's back in the woods. <laughs> What's this remind you of, Martin? <laughs> Your own fucking laugh? Emilio, stay out of the room. <laughs> 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 this is the end. For Charlie Sheen's the end. That's all I do. It's good, though. Um, and Russell Brand uh, calls out a heckler. A lot of people writing in about that. You would not like it, Fez. Uh, it's offensive. He offends on several levels. Offense is taken. But, you know, the guy was interrupting his set. Let's hear your Emilio. You do Emilio, and I'll be Charlie Sheen. Emilio? From what? Right at work? Anything. Okay. So, hey, we're riding this garbage truck, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're falling off for all of it, kid, and he's got your, your prick in his back pocket. What? I'm not sure if that makes sense. He's sitting around with his giant cell phone. <laughs> That movie is so stupid. Like, look, we're rich. We're eating sushi. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That means you're rich. You're fucking... You know, we have culture. a fake robot bringing drinks out. Hey, listen. We learned that that kid becomes a drug addict. By the way, addict. I'm fucking starving for sushi right now. <sighs> I get delivered, but I don't think you really deliver sushi, can you? No, you can't. I don't like to have it any further away than the table. If it gets away from the table, it just tastes like bait. Mm, tripe or whatever. It just, dude, why do you got to fucking take it up a, a slab for me? Why can't you sit like this? You got the fucking hands trying to figure out where they go. No eye contact. 
waiting for this to blow over. Hey, let's not blow over. Let's fucking trash this fucker. Set some shit on fire. I wanted to have a um, rolling party. Yeah. But then Fez just said Roland got in his business and was lurking. Oh, boy. So I want to slow it down. All right. Ease it down. Let it go back the way we all were before. All right. So he is not invited to Friday's big pizza party? I'm going to go over here to Pips. Pips, the yeah. short short with some ass cheek, cheek showing or under boobs. Ah, uh, I probably got to go with the short shorts. Oh. He's an ass man. You like that ass, huh, buddy? Yeah, man. <laughs> That's what you like. Well, let me just tell you, your little girlfriend could have been in either one of these, and I mean that as a compliment. She's stunning. I really appreciate that. No, you're welcome. That's from the heart. She's got a great body. That's from the heart. <laughs> I don't know friend. how I feel about that. Wrong. No, just enjoy <laughs> it. Just enjoy the compliment. <laughs> She's at home going like this. I'm afraid to go into that unmasked. That man is scary. <laughs> He's undressing me with his eyes. Uh, with his hands. He's oh, undressing no. me with his hands. <laughs> That's whole, no good. Whole next level. <laughs> um. <laughs> Nothing. Doesn't even sound like him even slightly. Listen, that's fucking spot on. Don't I don't think it is. Don't anyone tell you different. Because you're a fucking lying to me. I ain't a liar. Uh, Emilio looks a lot better without the fucking tight beard that he was rocking last time. He's got to stay clean shaven. Yeah, it's a good look for him. Pips, you never thought you'd be hanging around with these people, right? Not at all. You're hearing poetry at work? You have one of those? You were like poets here. I see that. It's amazing. Can you sign the book? It's right that's there. so nice. The book he read poetry out of. Circle it. Okay. Circle that poem. I find a pen. Now the best part of that is, uh, let's see if we can go back to the lap. Is, is the lap scene in it? When, if there are any other questions. I'm trying to find it here. The whole movie is on fucking YouTube. That's fucking ridiculous. Cocksucker. We live in a fucking age where everything should be taken care of. I know. Uh, Tom, I'm sure I'm running Fez. Yeah, I find it a little odd that Martin Sheen laughs just like Kathleen Turner. You know, these what? are all my best friends. I'm not taking any shit. Who's, who's these this are guy? all my best friends in the whole world. Who's this guy? Comes in here, he's doing this, he's saying that. Benchy. You're doing one thing and your feet are doing another. Damn. That's what I don't understand. You're talking out of two sides of them same mouth here. That's tench. Did I get to plug MafiaLife.com today? And how did I do it? <laughs> Mafia Mob Candy. I got so many different businesses right now, each one of them filled with tension. The kids have a yard. They're not too far from the grandnan then. Hey, babysit from now on now. Hey, yo. Hey. Oh. Whoa. Whoa. Tension. When I die, we're black forever. In mourning, out of don't, respect. Don't you touch no other man. When I came in here the other day, uh, I saw walking out uh, Bronxdale. It's Palm Terry. Yeah. And uh, Astoria, the story zone in the story movie, Guy to Recognize Your Saints. He's got five fingers, he only uses three. 
nice. Uh, what, plug King, why don't you get on this? All right. All right. Okay. Sir, movie box office game is still going on. You have till Thursday to join. So just go to the Interrobang. It's on the front page. It's the summer movie box office game. You still have time. I don't think anybody will beat me, but I'm going to go back and do it under my dad's name and win this thing using some Hicks's picks. I'm boxing it. That's always a good idea. I don't. If I get a chance tonight, I'm going to go see Avengers. Check it out before I wreck it out. You want your dick to explode? Go see Avengers. That's wow. that's the fucking thing, but in a good way. Well, would it ever explode in a bad way? I don't know. If someone shot your dick. <laughs> um, let's put up Peruvian Kurt Cobain that everyone seems to be crazy about. Apparently, he's going to end up in the world's first Peruvian jail, but then we found out that was just for veterans. <laughs> I don't know. None of you guys are up or checking I, I, the site early I'm in the morning. It. I'm on it. So that's the fucking funny thing. Everybody get pounds now. Double fucking, ex double lock, double pop, Give double explosions. Let's go. Let's get it up there. Give me a pound. Let's go. Let's always, do it. I'm always checking things. Check it, but don't wreck it. I don't wreck shit. Are you going to cheekity check it? And I'm going to riggedy wreck it. All right, I'm going to stay here and worry about volume. I won't even make eye contact. I'm going to take my fingers off, put them back on. So apparently this is some shitty Peruvian show. Yeah. And they have to sound like rock stars. Listen to this Peruvian do Kurt Cobain. Come, yes you are, yes it's I want you to be. And a tramp, and a friend, it's our no let it be. Take your time, hurry up, yours is yours. Is that kid dead on or what? Let's take him on fucking tour. Fuck a hologram. We got this guy. That was one of my favorite things. Now there's Peruvian. If you go down a little, uh, go to, um, now go down in the comment section. And Liz Sets Fire has put up somebody, I believe that is Peruvian. 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 Any better. I was fucking stuck there like I was in a time warp. Oh my God. I right, listen to this fucking kid. Hey, Eddie Vedder. Hey, Eddie Vedder. Hey, Eddie Vedder. Queremos ver a Eddie Vedder en este escenario. Vamos. Dale, vamos. Jesus Christ. Is that amazing? Why South America got these fucking cover bands? Because grunge just fucking got there. Fuck, they're behind. All right, he's ch Chilean. He's not Peruvian. It says from Chile on the on the top. All right, so he's Chilean. Chilean. I didn't even have to fucking be stuck in that goddamn time warp. Look, Peruvian will come up. If again. you get a chance before the end of the show, kid on deck gets hit by a Peruvian foul ball, uh, which is great. Uh, Beastie Boys lost Peruvian fucking performances up there. Wow, they performed in Peru before. Uh, and good news too. The Jimi Hendrix biop. With Andre, 3,000, or is it 2,000? 3,000. I thought maybe you dropped it back down. He's, He's doing better than I thought. Oh, yeah. Um, is going to happen. It, really? Finally. <laughs> this guy's been wanting to do this for a long fucking time. Uh, at least 10 years, right? Don't you think? Is, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. Ever since like you started to really want to get into acting, which has been fucking a while now. That's right. I mean, eight years if it's not fucking ten, dude. That's right. So, and it's right there. Let's fucking you know. Let's for once let's have me and you end up on the same Peruvian side. I love being in Peru, being things. Um. So make sure you get on the iBang. Uh, Emilio the Way on Twitter. Give yourself a nice prize. First responders, just fucking crush it. Oh, Fez, what's this bit you got called You're Not a Golden God? Uh, this is a kid from Colorado State University. In Peru. In Peru, the Peruvian mm. campus. Um, basically doing a scene out of Almost Famous and wanting to jump off the roof into the pool. All right, let me see this. Here we go. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, my God! That's fucking high. All right. And Did he make it? No, he halfway made it, but then went into the pool. He hit the edge of the pool. All right, I didn't see that part. All I right. just saw the splash. Right, let's see it again. Oh, oh. I can't tell. Two Did broken the... ankles, broken vertebra. You ever jump off a fucking roof like that before? Never. I have, but only jump. I won't dive. Um, and he broke his heels. Jesus. Yeah, well, you know, that's uh, what's fucking hitting. Whatever is down there, you know, just think of the way you come down. Uh, he might even be better off with broken heels than, like, the balls of his fucking feet shattering. Oh, fuck that, man. Jesus. Then don't get all fucked up and jump off fucking things. I know. I just get all fucked up. I don't hey, jump dude, off shit. I don't understand how he didn't make it. Look, you got to do a couple fucking feet there. This guy's weak. Maybe he's get too fucked up. Maybe he was just fucking so hammered. Wow, is this really the end of the show? We're at the end. I was about to read a... Uh, a poem about Fez that was written on the night that he was born. Oh, wow. Well, I mean, is there time? How long is I it? I really do like that Estevez family. Plug for them a little bit for me. Okay, there we go. It's uh, The Way. Go to theway-themovie.com for, to uh, pick up the uh, the movie that just came out, The Way. And the new book is Along the Way, The Journey of a Father and Son by Martin Sheen and Amelia Westevitz. It's on audible.com and on Amazon and in stores. And plug for uh, your other thing. That is the movie contest. It's still going on. The movie box office game. It's going on until Thursday. Go to the entire bang. See all the rules. Take the survey. Try to win. Well, that's it for us. Um, at Emilio. The way. The way. On Twitter there. I'll give it another... What do we got? 60 seconds and then pick a winner? Yeah. If you want to go and tweet. Yeah, we got exactly 60 seconds till the end. Let me make sure you're in on it. Uh, first responders, nothing like them. And we never got to a uh, reason not to do Peru Peruvian PCP. Is that worse than American PCP? Oh, fuck yeah. This is... Hellish. You ever did PCP? Uh, no. Avoided that one. Nightmare. Never really got offered it, though. I never hung, was hanging out with someone smoking dust. All right. Uh, I'm going to pick a winner. Oh shit. Uh, here it is. Wonderful interview with Ron Benning today. Looking forward to reading along the way. 
You both are humble, down-to-earth folks. Liquid Turkey! Turkster! M-F-I-F-E-R. 55. You're the big winner. Sign. Emilio Estevez stuff. That's it for us. See you guys tomorrow. Peace out. Uh, that's the uh, Dubai show. Donk. This has been the Ron and Fez Show.